Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Brand new rock and roll. Check it out on Shelter Records and Tape. to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if only he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song away a song away a song away hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all things music both new and classic i'm pat francis and i'm kyle dotson kyle this episode has been a long time in the making mm-hmm. we've uh we didn't we don't want to do it we don't want to do it at all, but we're going to do it. Tonight, we're going to pay tribute to uh, legendary artist Tom Petty. Well, I, I want to clarify. It's not that we don't want to pay tribute to him. It's just that we're sad that he's passed. We're sad that he's passed, and that's why we're doing this episode. We don't want <laughs> we're to We're not like, it. oh, we got to do this. Right. The reasons that we're doing it, uh, we don't like. If we were just having a, a sit down and having a, a good old Tom Petty part two episode, that would be fun. Yeah. So I mean, we could also... <gasps> Jeff T. Oh, I'm sorry. I That's forgot. okay. I didn't introduce you. You're fine. Uh, what I was going to say was I can't. so much stuff that we could have, like, this could be. I know. We could be celebrating him in, without feeling sad. Yeah. No no bittersweetness to this, but. Yeah, just but get, alas, get right up on that mic there, Jeff. Alas, that is not uh, the case. Yes. Jeff Tate is here, too. I can't do it with anyone else. Do you want it to, Do you want this episode to be a five out of Tate? <laughs> a six out of Tate? <laughs> no, I mean, if I do it with someone else, if I do it with Murray, what is it, Kyle? Oh, that's a zero. A zero is zero out of Tate? That's very hard. I say it's a little higher than a zero. Murray would bring a five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what the answer you were looking for, the joke answer. No, well, I, I was, but then it was seemed mean when you actually went for it. So, um, well, a zero is like half of a ten, so. Is it? It's just yeah. missing the one. It's just front. missing the one. Yeah. Just missing the one. Okay. I like I like the new math. That's why I'm not able to help my daughter with it. Uh, Common core, baby. Jeff, you just you just took a Lyft or an Uber up here from Culver City. I just flew in from San Francisco. I mean, I literally got to the house what? ten minutes before you walked in. Oh no, that's too fast. What were you doing in San Francisco? Uh, were you having fun? Well, yeah. My uh, my friend and I, uh, my friend Aaron and I, we we uh, we shot a documentary in August, and we were. Uh, combing through the footage and starting to uh, edit stuff together. Oh, that sounds great! Like that, so that's a fun trip. That's a fun trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're uh, gonna go make something, and now we're back here making another thing. And now we're making another thing, a thing that I make every week. A thing that this is a thing that's easy for me to make. The other thing that's difficult. But uh, first, I want to tell you when uh, when when Jeff walked in here, I I went to a Tom Petty listening party for an American Treasure, the the four CD box set, and they gave out pins there. So. I'm like, well, I'll, of course, I'm going to take a pin, but I'm I'm going to give this to Jeff because it'll mean something more to Jeff. He'll like that. He'll put it on his jean jacket, wear yeah. it around. And so Jeff walks in, he sees the pin on the table, and he goes, aren't we cute? And then he hands me, he brought me a pin. But it's different. Your pin, my pin's like a traditional with a pin in the back, and this is like a post. Like yeah, a it's, metal. Like, it's like an enamel, yeah. Yeah. Which one's better? I think his might, I don't know. I think the one he gave me might be better. I think it's a... Uh, uh, I like the one you gave me okay, more than the one I gave you because this is the one you gave me. And that, right? Like this is the one, this is the one you get at the listening party. Yeah. That's the one you can get on the internet. Yours is special. I, yeah. This one is uh what if the pin was this big? 
would then that, that like the size of a CD, size size of the box set. <laughs> Those are yeah. patches. You got this box set a day early. Oh yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, like. Let's leave it at that. That's all we're gonna say, right? But you I just, did. You and have a connection I was on board, on board the whole mm-hmm. day. We I went home. Me and my brother listen. We turns out we don't have a CD player in the house, but well, we do have this... a Blu-ray player. Oh okay. And we did it through that. What if you guys just just watch the day. watch the Blu-ray thing just hit the corner and all that like? <laughs> We, around, we, like we actually saver? turned uh, we turned our chairs around so we didn't couldn't see the TV, and then the surround sound speakers are everywhere in the mm-hmm. room, so we're it's coming from everywhere, and then so that way we weren't watching uh, TV bounce around with the Blu-ray logo. <laughs> we were looking out a window or something. I don't remember Kyle. <laughs> this thing's got how many songs are on this? Like forty-two. Yeah, I forty-two think, songs. Let I me mean, see. There's thirty. Got to be more. Forty. Yeah, oh yeah, there's more. Like 53, maybe 53 songs. Kyle, are you good with math? 14 plus 16? 30. 30. Plus 18? 48. Plus 15? 63. Okay, 63 songs. I was wrong every time I said it. This has like 30 songs on it. No, like 45. It's got 52. Nope, 63. 63 is the same number of tracks the live anthology had. wonder if that's their lucky number. <laughs> it's mine now. It's yours now. All right, so here's what we're going to do. You and I are just going to play whatever we want to play. Just favorite songs. Yeah. A lot of them might be off the American Treasure Tom Petty uh, box set. No, this came, did this come out after he passed? Yes. Yeah. This okay. just came out maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah. Put it on your Christmas list if you don't have it. Get it. It's great. It comes in a little hard. I'm knocking on it. Little hardback book. There's a two CD edition too, but why the fuck? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. Pay, pay, <laughs> this is a... Full, this full color pictures in it. Oh, that's a nice um, book. It's yeah. got a bunch of cool liner note stuff yep. for each song. Mm-hmm. Like who picked it and why they picked it. It was it was put together by uh, Mike and Ben and, and the da- Dana and yeah. the oldest daughter. Yes, and the guy Ryan. How do you say his name? You met him. Uh, yeah, Ulit. Uh, Ulit. Yeah, he was at the listening party I was at. I didn't meet him. I didn't go up to him because a lot of a lot of nerds were. So I just let him have his time but he was there and i was like they're like this is ryan Eulett. he helped put i'm like what is he doing at a bar in woodland hills well he works at the warehouse which is in tobanga canyon somewhere oh okay there you go like that's that's the only they've ever said about where their where their studio space is but it's right around here yeah literally it's right around where we are right now because we're at my house tonight we're recording at the house um now the next thing we can hope for is uh is wildflower with um the two disc set of wildflower to come that's out. that's still apparently happening yeah uh there is something else coming out uh this year really that it only had not in, in 2019 no no it, it's it's on pre-release on uh, itunes right now something right? else is coming out 2018 it's the best of everything oh yeah i did see that comp, but it has a song on it that i've never heard or seen oh okay well then so, you gotta get that oh yeah i mean completists yeah. there's no way i'm not gonna hear that song no why would no I, I've heard everything, but that song I'm okay with not hearing. One, it. just one song. They probably pulled it off here so they could put it on there. I, they but, win. I mean, it's on iTunes, so it's like it's not like I actually have to get that all the other tracks. But I, I mean, they're remastered. So what if it's yeah. one of those things where they make you buy all the other tracks to get that song? Sometimes they do that. Then just tell me ahead of time so I know where to get in line. <laughs> <laughs> now, all the songs on this are not unreleased. No, some of them had been released previously. Yes. And there's a lot of songs on here you know, but they're in alternate mixes or alternate yeah. versions or alternate takes. So we'll be uh, 
turning you on to some of those things too. All right, Jeff, you want to get in? Well, Jeff, where were you when you, when you heard this uh, horrible, horrible news? I'm laughing just so that I don't cry. Right, I was uh, in my room. Uh, I was like dicking around on my phone and uh, I saw somebody... I, I turned off my Twitter notifications that day because of it. But I woke up and I had like a... Well, wait a minute. You you already knew something was up? No, no, no. I woke up that morning and I had a DM on my phone, like a DM on Twitter from okay. somebody who was like, uh, just like, next time you're in LA, you know, I've always liked uh, Tom Petty. I've been thinking about you listening to him or whatever. And I didn't really... I had no idea you that didn't it realize was like, what that meant. And that was Sunday night. And then Monday, I was looking at my phone doing something else and a notification of someone that I follow on Twitter... Uh, tweeted at me something like, oh, I hope uh, don't look at the news or whatever for mm-hmm. the next, for the rest of the day. And the as soon as life. I saw that, I was like, well, there's really only one thing, thing on that the could news happen, that yeah. anybody would tweet at me about. Yeah. And I mean, I went, I went through all of it. I went through the, when they were like, well, okay, like there was that early report where he had passed and then, then they, then that was like rescinded. Yeah. They recanted it, which was, don't do that. I mean, I was all, like, I was for it. I was all. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, they got it wrong. The news got it wrong. Fake news. Maybe he'll, yeah, maybe he'll survive. Like, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't Tom Petty be the guy the guy that walked away from that? Like, yeah, and just think of all the badass songs he would write after living through that. Well, I mean, so many. I mean, they, they just found, like, five, five <laughs> right? more badass songs I never heard. So then you, that was it. Then you just. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I was bad. Yeah, I like I cried a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I still don't really. Th- I never know cried what before when an artist died. Yeah, nobody like that was. I never like did. The, that was uh, quite a quite a blow. Yeah, dealt quite a blow. That's rough, because uh, you know you think these people are going to be around forever. You know, yeah. Bo- Bowie always looked healthy to me, even though he always smoked. But uh, we didn't even know that Petty smoked, and so, like I didn't know that he smoked because he never really smoked on stage. Yeah, and when we saw Mudcrutch, he smoked. He had a cigarette on stage for right. the encore. I'm so glad we saw Mudcrutch now in that tiny venue. Yeah. Um, now for me, and I've told this story on here before, but you don't know this story. So I'm I'm taking my daughter somewhere, my my youngest Rita, and uh, you know a Tom Petty song had just ended, and then they played another Tom Petty song, and I'm like, oh, cool, and then um. <laughs> And then they played a third Tom Petty song, and I was like, "What's?" And I'm like, "Is it Rock Block Day? Is it it's, oh, can't no. be two for Tuesday because it's a, not Tuesday." I didn't think it was, and it's that's three song. And then the guy came on and said, uh, "You know, we're sad to report that Tom Petty uh, has passed." And I just I hit the steering wheel. I didn't hit it like a madman. I just like you know like I hit it, and I just went no. And Rita said, "What? What's wrong? What's wrong?" And I go, oh, that, that artist he just said is someone that I really like. And she said, are you going to cry? And I said, yeah. And yeah. then I just did. And she just said, it's okay. It'll be okay. But I was like, uh, yeah. What does I was she just, know? She's just a kid. She's I mean, how, do I, how am I kid? supposed to live without Tom yeah. Petty being around? I go, just think of when your YouTube people died. <laughs> how would you feel? They die all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's but, uh, true. They always try to. Yeah, eat and then I think I texted you. I think I. Te- <laughs> I think if I went back, I texted you about something. Yeah, we like that day. There's a lot. I have more. I got more texts that day than I did on my birthday. 
<laughs> that's terrible. More people knew I liked Tom Petty than knew what day of my birthday was. Well, that's okay. That's but fine. It mm-hmm. isn't terrible. And they, they, they were concerned about you. Yeah. Um, I, re- I read an article. I wanted to have it here, but I don't know where it is. It's, it, might be, it might be right over here. Hold on. I'm getting up. I'm walking. Well, there was, I bought all the uh, magazines that came out. Wait, that, not that one, but I'll give you, I'll give you this when you leave. When it like when it happened, like when Newsweek, yeah, and Time Magazine had their special mm-hmm. issues. And Rolling Stone had one, but I think that was before. That was before he died. But that was all the articles, and then I bought that book that came out last year. That's not the Warren Zanes book. There was an unauthorized biography that uh-huh. came out early in the year, called Rock and Roll Guardian. And I started reading that. I read like maybe 40 pages of that. And before I realized it was all, it was like a report that had been written using all the existing articles and interviews and stuff that I had already read. There was no new information in there. Here's, here's, here's the thing I wanted to read. Um, This is from Mike Campbell. He said his wife comes into the room at their house and she, and my wife said, Tom's on life support. And I said, Tom who? I couldn't conceive that it could be, Tom. Damn. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I mean, if that, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. I think your phone is the thing that's. Yeah. That hum? There, yeah. Well, it might be this now. Oh well, we don't care. Once we play the music loud, we won't care. Yeah. That's All right. You have. Uh, do you know what you? But you need your phone for your song list, right? I mean, once I start playing, do you want me to start talking? But I mean, you can you can look at it, just keep it like. Under the table, otherwise it'll. I know the. I know what the first one's supposed to be. All right, that's up with the thing. So I'll let Jeff. you. I'll let you go first, Jeff. Uh, the first one is. Just play it. I want to hear it played. Okay. Play the whole thing, Kyle. Good evening. It is my pleasure to introduce Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> So that, that was one, it. it's only ten seconds long. Yeah, and who is that? That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar introducing Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers from at the Forum. And so now I just like I just want to point out that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was also in Fletch. So now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> is my favorite basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a good person. Yeah, he's a positive force out there. He wrote two Mycroft Holmes books, and now he's a staff writer on the Mon- Veronica Mars reboot. Yeah. Is that true? That mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. yeah, he's written a bunch of books. He wrote a bunch of mysteries for children. Uh-huh. Then he wrote a couple of like of Mycroft Holmes books. Like Mycroft Holmes is right out of the Academy. Okay, Sherlock Holmes' older brother. Yeah, and uh, now he writes for Veronica Mars. A book. A book is a thing that's bound with pages in it, made up of bunch. words and they're, sentences, they're all over okay. the place. I just don't read them. I just my, my, I collect them. I just don't read them. They have words in there, and one of them. Is words that were all put in that order by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If they're in order, then will they like make a sentence that I'll understand? Yeah. I don't know if you'll understand it, but they'll make a sentence. Will they? T- <laughs> will the story be? Will it be scary? Probably not. It's a Mycroft Holmes. Will it be funny? Exciting. Will it be exciting. I bet it'll be exciting. Yeah, I bet okay. it's a good mystery. I mean, is he it, got the job. They like. What if there's a basketball element in all everything he writes? <laughs> <laughs> there is in the kids' mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Who deflated the basketball? Mm, let's find out. Some bully. Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first song I'm going to play. This is from An American Treasure, the uh, the Tom Petty box set. It's from Disc 2. And this is, this is one of my favorite songs. This is an alternate version of Rebels. 
urges her inside a little hollow. Yeah, get face of some things sometimes they're so hard to swallow. Here, I'm going to read right out of the box set book. It says, what made Rebel so difficult, Petty asserted, was that it had to open the album. And I must have worked on that song for a year, changing the arrangements, another horn arrangement, another guitar arrangement, six or seven different bass lines. It had to open it and it had to be right. At one point, he got so frustrated that he slammed his fist into a stone wall and uh, he smashed his hand, I think in the... Uh, in one of the documentaries, he says he smashed his hand to powder. Yeah, pulverized. Pulverized it. So, uh, but I think he got it right because I love, uh, even though this is an alternate version, I love Rebels. It's so good. Yeah. I'm so bummed that uh, Weird Al Yankovic never made I'm Barney Rubble. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm Barney Rubble. It was perfect. Does he need me to give him some tips? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. And Dancing with My Elf. Why isn't that a Christmas song, Weird Al? Yeah, that that should definitely be. Right? I had to put it together. For I had to jump from Tom Petty's Petty to Billy Idol. Well, Sorry, I, I just had to get to whatever that song was. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wasn't fair. I told you you could go first, and you played a ten second intro with no Petty music. So no, what, know, what do you want to hear? Let's hear the rest of it with uh, the re- like they said in the in the box set. They said uh, that that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar intro was cut down from several minutes long. <laughs> Why didn't they just That's give it how- on to us? Well, it could be because it's just people screaming. Oh, okay. Like that. Like the intro was oh. those words. But he, he wasn't had, reading from a Mycroft Holmes book. <laughs> no, he had just won the cha- Like they had just won a championship. Oh, he was I see. The biggest guy. And here he comes introducing the band you just paid to see. Yeah. So you're super psyched. Oh yeah. Oh man, you go see Tom Petty in 1981, and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's on stage. You're crazy. And it's at the Forum. Oh boy. You're gonna go bananas. Yeah. The only thing, and then what? What would? What could make that better? What else could come out that would make that better? Uh, I don't know. Then they uh, show Empire Strikes Back after the yep, show. Yep. Right after. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I, I need time after a Tom Petty show to talk <laughs> about the Tom Petty show. So <laughs> if they show Running Down a Dream after. What's uh? What's your next now, Kyle? There's a time code there. That's for when I play the song. But oh, Jeff, okay, Jeff, it, it's queued up for Jeff. Gotcha. Uh, my next song is the end of the Here Comes My Girl off the first disc. And this highlights more Mike Campbell. Well, and Ben, it's what yeah. they call the magic moment where they knew the song was going to get faded out. All right. And so they would just jam in the studio because they were already playing. And there's it's some fun stuff. Yeah.
So I'll read what, uh, what Jeff was talking about. That was uh, Here Comes My Girl, and that's the alternate version. And it says in the, in the booklet, uh, here again, this extended full performance mix reveals what happened in the studio after the fade as Tench and Campbell started playing off each other in a heady, spirited musical conversation. There's a thing that happens in your mind when you're playing a track and you get to the ending, Campbell explains. You know it will be faded out before it gets to this part, so you just start to jam. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And there's nothing, there's no, I, I love it when they do that. Yeah, that was great. That's, I mean. And that's, I mean, to have, you can even hear that part, there's like the third part of mm-hmm. the solo. Yeah, it keeps going. Uh, what if they never stopped? Guys, that guys, be the best. guys, come on. Uh, I, would, I would still be listening to it. <laughs> I wouldn't even be here. I would just be at home still, still listening. Still listening. And you just be looking at your brother like, we haven't eaten in five days. <laughs> <laughs> we would probably forget. <laughs> that third one, like Ben Mom makes a shift in that third. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, then it takes like Campbell like a, like a second to get on or whatever. Like for like a split second, they weren't together. Yeah. And then they were again like that. I find that just fascinating like as as a non as a non-musician this, to hear that is pretty cool this just popped in my head and this is way jumping the gun but what if like in another year the heartbreakers went out and toured and they took roger mcguinn with them and they just played uh they played petty stuff but then they just played bird stuff too and just had a fun time kind of like what the dead does yeah yeah but i think that yeah. mike campbell should just be the singer like there's enough like we've heard him sing enough that uh yeah i mean he's singing oh well on the fleetwood mac tour are you gonna go see that tour i would absolutely yeah i would love to if i can i i'm saving my big money for elton john yeah i I can get fleetwood mac tickets i I mean i want to stevie nicks is singing free falling yeah they're paying tribute much like the way we are (laughs) yeah but like they how does fleetwood mac get got rid of their guitar player yeah and then found and then like hired the only guitar player that i would want to see in fleetwood, fleetwood mac, mac. Oh. yeah right right <laughs> that's crazy yeah so they did it <laughs> like, i also I feel like them. Lindsay buckingham would be furious if he was <laughs> referred to as <laughs> oh, yeah wow. the guitar player <laughs> he got fired like a guitar player yeah. yeah he got replaced like a guitar player that's right that's what happens they i saw fleetwood mac without Lindsey buckingham and stevie nicks in like 1995 oh i did too it was a total it was terrible it was a mess <laughs> It was a mess. Christine McVie wasn't even there. It was a bar band. They could just as easily have gotten Dave Mason or whatever to take Buckingham spot. And then I would never see Fleetwood Mac. Well, he did. He was in Fleetwood Mac for a while. I think he was when I saw him. Yeah, me too. It's awful. Uh, Billy Burnett, uh, Beckett Bramlett. It was terrible. Okay. uh, My next song is uh, it's from Hard Promises and Something Big. When the day found a still made bed, all except the pillows that lay stacked up at the head. And once it, I know I've seen his face, I wonder who he is. And the other said he's probably just another clown working on something big. I love that line. It's probably just another clown working on something big. Yeah. That's Dead. my website. <laughs> Justanotherclown.com. 
I like when Petty can sing in so many different ways, but I like when he does the that that thing. I like that a lot. I like when he does uh, two of them in the same part of the song, <laughs> like in the same lyric. Like when he drops it in, like the live version of "You Wreck Me" mm-hmm. when he comes back in from the middle part. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses a couple of the Petty voices <laughs> in that one. Like it's it's pretty cool. He's I like, should have included it, but I didn't have it on my he's, phone. He's got more voices than, um, than who's the guy who's the terrible uh, ventriloquist? Oh, Charlie McCarthy? No, no. Jeff Dunham. Jeff oh, Dunham. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and and McCarthy. Petty doesn't have any racist puppets no, that he brings along. True. No, no, no. Like no. Sean Hannity or... <laughs> 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 What's your next song for us? My next song is... Oh, buddy. As soon as... Like, the uh, intrepid listener will soon figure out that somehow I picked all these songs in a row <laughs> for a little bit now. <laughs> you mean from the box set? From the box set, yeah. I was it's like, so, it's so, it's it's perfectly sequenced. I know. And then the next one is like the next one is in it for fun. Like so, just play it. This is the end of what are you doing in my life? An alternate take of what are you doing in my life off of the. Damn the Torpedoes album. Now wait a second. Before you play it, let me let me say this. I read this in another book. Okay. okay. And oh, there's a picture in there that was taken by a Cincinnati photographer. Okay. Okay. They paid him for the photo. It was from when Mudcrutch played a outdoor festival in Cincinnati. I couldn't go, but I was in luck because I was seeing him with you later. But all right, I'll look for it. What are you doing in my life? The end of it. We're about to listen to now. Uh, in one of the documentaries or one of the books or something that I'm sure uh, Pat has also read or seen, they talk about how Jimmy Iovine got hired to be the engineer and he just brought an engineer with him and was like, I'm the producer. And they were like, okay. And the engineer he brought was Shelly Yakas and Shelly Yakas brought a guy named Noah and they would sit in the sound room at the, at the board and have strobe lights playing in their eyes and eat acid and just listen to the songs and and play around with them. And then this is one of the songs that uh, Tom Petty turned into him. It's a fun song. It but is. It's a uh, the end Yackers. of that. I always thought he was saying "shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it." Like because in the album version, it's a little faster. You can't really understand. Yeah, you what can't he's understand saying. what he's saying because I never knew it until this yeah. take. And now I can't stop laughing at the idea that Petty found out that they were eating acid with those strobe lights and and just did that to fuck with them. Because yeah. a guy <laughs> on acid in a dark room, and then you you're listening to a song and you go, "Is that my name?" <laughs> I think I hear my name. <laughs> and Shelly is no not a girl. Way, that's right. not. That's a. He's like. A, he's like Shelly Berman. It's a guy. It's a yeah. dude. Shelly. You don't. You don't hear a lot that name a lot for dudes. No, you don't. Which is Shelly Berman, Shelly Yakis, and uh. That's it. That's it. I wish I could have come up. Wish I could have pulled a third one. Yeah. <laughs> Shell Silverstein. Yeah, there you okay, Shelly Silverstein. Kyle, my next song is. The original version is on uh, Long After Dark, but this is an alternate version from An American Treasure. This is uh, Straight Into Darkness. There was a little girl, I used to know her, I still think about it, 
And now I know that portion that I played doesn't sound much different from the original version, but if if you listen to the whole song, you'll hear little intricacies that are different. I think there's more uh, cowbell in this one mm-hmm. and less hi hat. You really know your stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. I've spent the last 25 years listening to only Tom Petty songs. I forget. What is your favorite Tom Petty album? Uh, who knows? It changes from day to day. <laughs> it's uh, I always have a real special place for Echo. Mm-hmm. Like So like my emotional choice, I mean, it's only an emotional choice, I suppose, but I would, I would say Echo. Wow. That was the one that got me like locked in. All righty. That was the first one I bought the day it came out. It was the last time I didn't have a favorite band was the day that album came out. And then you had a favorite band. Then I had a favorite band. Yeah, it was like I was like bouncing around. For a long time, Wayne Stock would have been my favorite music festival <laughs> uh, with Pearl Jam and Van Halen and Aerosmith and I Jim Blossom. I didn't pull one song off Echo for tonight. Um, I, don't know I might not have either. either. No, I don't I, think either one of us did. That's but, okay. Yeah, this is about, like, they did it for, here's where I feel like Echo got its due at the Oscars. You know how the Oscars were happening? Like, I wonder how are they going to do Tom Petty? Like, David Bowie died. Yeah. And Prince died before the Oscars. They got their pictures up. And it was like, are they going to put Tom Petty's picture first or Tom Petty's picture last or whatever? But instead, they did, like, something I'd never seen them do before. And they had Eddie Vedder do... A Tom Petty song yeah. during the in memoriam. So like the whole in memoriam was Tom, Petty, Tom and Petty and this guy. Yeah. And this lady. And yep. this guy. And this lady. But also and Tom Petty. And the song he sang was Room at the Top. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Which is great because hopefully all those people went to heaven. Yeah. Who knows if they like but that song's not the biggest hit, but it's such a good song. Yeah, that's a great song. That's, that's one of my one favorite that, like, songs on Echo. Man, when like that part, I can't watch that anymore. Like I watched it once and then that's like I can't watch that Eddie Vedder one. Yeah, well, why would you go back to that, Jeff? It's a once, once, once a year uh, event. But the but the song is still good. <laughs> like, Wonder uh, if I could just turn my chair around and not watch the TV. Did Eddie? Uh, <laughs> did he record? Is there like did he record that version by chance? No, I mean just just there. They're just like That's on it. YouTube or whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I mean, I probably should have looked that one up. I mean, there's still a third way to go about this. There's still a third Tom Petty podcast to be made all right well we'll we'll do that we'll get to that that'll be all the eddie vetter singing tom petty songs it's (laughs) so rough we just play tom petty covers by other people we have some we have some we have some artists tonight on our list that are not tom petty but tom petty's with them or influenced or covers covering things yeah yeah i put some on my list just for uh to kind of broaden the scope Mm -hmm. because i like i've heard from so many people since we made that like, I don't know that one episode of a podcast I've been on has resonated for so long. Uh-huh. People Like, somebody said it to me today. Somebody really? said Tate out of Tate today. <laughs> <laughs> that makes and me so happy. After, like, after he said that was when I was like, oh, I'm going to go do that the tonight. Tribute thing tonight. Yeah. That's cool. And they were like, oh, I have another one. But, like, before I even <laughs> said it. So... <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I wanted to like I, I realized that a lot of people like have come up and been like oh we did this we listened to this yeah. we do that so I want to like expand it a little bit with a couple of these all like, right good deal what's next I mean not one of those I don't know why I said all that already no because I brought it up yes we'll just edit that around to the end <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh this next one is a mud crutch song 
that wasn't ever on. This is it's the one. That, so good. It, this is the one it, that gets you. It was like I had this on I my mean, list that's too. That's my top five yeah. favorite songs of all time already. Yeah, you had. I had it on my list too, but then I saw you did, so I took it off my list. But this is just. Go ahead, introduce it. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's a, it's it's a song that I can't believe the guy who wrote that song didn't have a record deal. I know. And then it's been on the shelf until now. Yeah, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Lost in your eyes. It's easy to play it all, but we can't yeah, play yeah. it all. It's too. Uh, Why? Um, I, I bet there's a there must be a bunch of Mudcrutch songs that are recorded and in the vaults that they could release like a um unreleased like Mudcrutch thing. But what's absurd about this one is there's a version of this on YouTube from the 70s, mm-hmm. and the recording isn't very good. But you see, you like see the promise of like oh these guys could be something. So, but then you hear that, and you're like this, that was recorded in '74, which means there's a 75 percent chance he's 23 or under when he sang that song. Well, that's like you know when you when you think about uh, you know Springsteen was 25 when he wrote "Born to Run," and uh, geez, early 20s for Paul Simon when he wrote "Sound of Silence." I mean, it's crazy. These guys just have it. Yeah, yeah, but the "Sound of Silence" is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture a 22 year old singing sound or writing the sounds of silence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're in the folk scene in the late 60s. Like you're gonna. But just the line, hello, darkness, my old friend, is that's that's something. That's, right? Like I could pick, you can't picture a 22 year old. I could picture someone in the eighth grade putting that in their journal. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's a bad song or I don't like Paul Simon. Don't take me wrong like that. But this is like. This is this guy is singing a song like he's been through everything already. Yeah. He knows everything about everything. <laughs> that's a dumb way to say it, but he knows like there's a line that's coming up that says, uh, just because it could have been doesn't mean it had to. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. How the fuck did you know that when you were 23? I didn't know that till now <laughs> because that finally came out. This says uh, this cut from Mudcrutch's aborted 1975 album. Guys, get in there and fix this album up and release this thing. Honestly, that's projected. Like if they would talk about this Mudcrutch album more, I'd be pro-life. I'm against abortion when it involves uh, the, that Mudcrutch album from 75. <laughs> Take that album to full term, guys. <laughs> bring, bring, bring. I have a Mudcrutch song. Find it. Uh, it's from the uh, from the playback box set. It's called "On the Street." Mm-hmm. So let's just do it. We'll do a double shot of Mudcrutch right now. 
saw you walking down the street with him You know I almost could have died I didn't know you had a second friend I never thought you would have lied I heard somebody else is knock upon your door See somebody else is lying on your floor And I saw you on the street with him You know I almost could have died You should just slide that up in the playlist so I don't get confused. That's a great song too. Yeah. I mean that's just a that's just a fun song. It's not doesn't have the um emotional depth of lost in your eyes but i mean i mean i can't believe that lost in your eyes didn't make its way onto another album yeah like he didn't pull that that out for for whatever i know i get why i wasn't on the first two every one of those songs was is 245 but what about that fourth one or the fifth one? maybe that could have been on southern accents yeah but either way uh, i mean it's out now so go like that song is Lost in Your Eyes yeah. is such a powerful... Like, I love it so much. I, I, I think I also read Mike Campbell say that Southern Accents was supposed to be a double album and that it might someday still come out as a double album. I've wondered about that just with all these different releases yeah. where you can, like... Because you can look at, like, like back, uh, Bust to Tampa Bay and stuff. that Like, some stuff that ended up on Highway Companion and some stuff that was left off of Highway Companion. Right. And then like that song Gainesville, mm-hmm. and the the you Heartbreakers version to- of Trailer. Yeah, you could put it together yourself almost in the way that those like maniac fish fans do with uh, <laughs> Trey's thesis, <laughs> the Game Henge thesis. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, I don't want. I to. I don't have the They're patience just... to listen to fish. No, no, it's it's like or this part thesis. has nothing to do with fish really. But there's like six fish songs that everyone knows uh-huh. uh, that are that were part of like this really big like rock opera thing that you okay. wrote in college. And then a bunch of the songs and stuff have like filtered out into the shows. And so people try to piece it together and oh, they'll Jesus hear about Christ. it. Like that seems like too much work, but that seems really dumb and a waste of time. And you guys should get a light, but <laughs> I am going to put together the Southern accents album. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. let's hope Mike and Benmont put it together for us. Yeah. Let's I mean, that. well, I could do it too. You want no, me to just true. send you a playlist? Of sure. Songs I, yeah, I'll do I it. Think yes. should be that the way that album goes. What's Jeff's next song? Oh, wait, I got it right here. Oh, it's just the next song. It's the next track on the album. And this, let me tell you this story. This story. Jeff is, about knocked his headphones off. He got so excited. Yeah, it has, it's chord placement situation. But uh, this was the single off the box. This was set. the single. Yeah, it debuted. All right, so I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with Doug Benson, and okay. we're about to go have dinner before we go to the show. So we're meeting at the front of the hotel in my car at 6 p.m. to do the thing that me and Doug Benson do from time to time. And then at 6.06, we're going to catch an Uber and go eat dinner and then go to the show. Yeah. And my brother texts me on my way to the car mm-hmm. and said, if you can, if you can, Tom Petty Radio is about to debut a new Tom Petty song. You should go listen to that song if you can. Like, turn it on. I got the app. Yeah. And he texted me. I was sitting in my car where I could listen to it, about to get real stoned before we went to eat dinner. (laughs) 
and they played it twice and i just sat there and doug was like does this is this working does this is this good like like what do you think of it because i wasn't saying it. I just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah frozen and i was like i think it's the greatest song i've ever heard like <laughs> it's i can't great. believe it's not that would have been a hit yeah and this these are from this was from the long after dark sessions yeah so many things that were great that didn't make it onto that album and that album's great when you think about the b-sides from those from that era of hard power like keeping me alive yeah, yeah. and a turning point and some like this oh boy this, oh boy let's hear it go look around you think it over you come with me don't be afraid to live what do you believe nothing matters no when you keep a little soul nothing really matters So good How, and that song wasn't anywhere until this summer until this summer it was nowhere it was on the shelf or whatever <laughs> 36 years they have a song better than any song that's been written since <laughs> and it's just on a shelf somewhere i mean i might be biased but now now would he like toil into the middle of the night working on a song and then just be like bah probably yeah yeah didn't think that, I mean, was that good song enough. doesn't sound slapdash no no benmont said either in this or on an interview or on the on the radio on his show on the radio station that uh keep a little soul like it, ne- it was never on an album but he had it on cassette from the studio like yeah. from making it and and he wore it out he was that that was like he said that was his favorite song like it's got a lot of piano yeah 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 uh and it's just such a good good song good i don't know it was uh like i don't even i don't know how to express any of it tate out of tate <laughs> <laughs> The next thing I'm going to play, I don't know if you've ever heard this song. I don't know if I played it the first time we did a Tom Petty episode. It's a song by Rod Stewart. And the song is called Leave Virginia Alone. This was written by Tom Petty. So this is a song that maybe Tom Petty recorded sometime. Wow. But, but and this is a soul. This is written only by Tom Petty. And this was, I guess, given to Rod Stewart. I don't know how or why, but it's called Leave Virginia Alone. Well, they chased her down the alley And over the hill to steal her will She was as hot as Georgia asphalt When the A-crowd came to adore her brain So leave Virginia alone Leave Virginia alone She's not like you And me She's not like you And me Wouldn't you like to hear Tom Petty sing that? I can't believe i haven't heard anybody sing that i'm i'm getting it i'm buying it right now <laughs> i'm davy, gonna have this song memorized on my on my ride home davy johnstone plays guitar on that track from the elton john band oh 
Uh, Leland Sklar plays bass on that track. Oh, Sklar dad. Karen, Kenny Aronoff, friend of the show, plays drums on Kenny that Kenny Aronoff has been on this show. Yeah. Kenny Aronoff played drums for Mellencamp. Yeah. The best Mellencamp music is with Kenny Aronoff. Specifically because of Kenny Aronoff. Mm-hmm. You, since you don't know this, uh, I got some, he had a book come out, Sex, uh, Drums, and Rock and Roll. Yeah. And he, uh, I got a, copies from, uh, from the publisher to give away to the listeners. And I said, Kenny, when the books come in, can we get together for you to sign? And he goes, yeah, man, I'll have you over to my drum studio. And he did. Really? And then I was there for about an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. He just was the coolest. He's the nicest guy. So cool. That's awesome. Kenny Aronoff. Was he signed there. the books right there. Kenny Aronoff, right? See it right there. Yeah. Pull that out. He signs my book. I go, these books, you can just, you can just sign your name or whatever you want. I go, and then this one's for me. And he writes, he writes, he writes, Pat, you rock, dude. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Being so cool and gracious. Smiley face, Kenny Aronoff. He, he, great. That's cool. He's the gracious guy. That's the opposite of Mellencamp. He's the opposite of Mellencamp. You can't even look at him, even if you're in his band. <sighs> Terrible. Yep. I've heard nothing but bad about Mellencamp. He's no Tom Petty. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next song? I'm just trying to picture how Mike Campbell would feel if somebody told him about John Mellencamp. Like if he was in John Mellencamp. Like imagine you're John Mellencamp's Mike Campbell and they go, John's on in on life support. And you're like, oh. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can go play drums for Meatloaf again. They're like, hey, jo- hey, John's on life support. Uh, Mellencamp? Mellencamp? No. Mellencamp? Is it Mellencamp? No, no it's not. Oh, <laughs> no, our neighbor. No, oh. no. Don't come in here unless don't it's Mellencamp. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> you ruined uh, my day. Now I'm depressed. <laughs> my next version, my next song is a live version of Even the Losers, where I uh, think Tom Petty sounds like Pavarotti. All right. Look too close to park on the old Hoover Pass And the rocks into the water like broken glass I should have known right then that was too good to last God, it's such a drag when you live in the past It's great. Oh, it gives me chills. I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this. Now, in the in the in the book, because this is from uh, American Dream, uh, it has the it has the lyric. It says, uh, "Get uh, ro- rocks hit the water like broken glass," and then it just says, "Just inspired writing." Uh, and Mike Campbell says that. I that's a misheard lyric for me my entire life until this box set came out. Yeah. I didn't know it was "rocks hit the water like broken glass." I thought it was lights. Hit the motor like broken glass. I know well, what it does that no. mean. Yeah, I just... mean it doesn't. I mean, there's so many, man. I know, but I just I'm like I just watched Stop Making Sense with mm-hmm. the captions on. Okay, holy shit, that band <laughs> talking. They're heads. really up to something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Then like the first six songs, each one of them makes fun of you for watching TV. And but here I am still watching, watching TV. Uh, they, they played a trick on you, Jeff. I had no they got idea. you. They punked you. <laughs> uh, my next song is it's from the playback box set. It's from the Through the Cracks disc. It's Turning Point. Black on the sun had to hang my collar up and walk through your door out to the county road. Oh yeah, what a lot time had been rough on us and right then oh boy we hit the turning point. Now, I mean, when the playback box set came out and I heard this for the first time, I was like, how did how did this not get a release? Yeah, that's there's so many. It's just bananas. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I mean, as a fan, though, I'm hopeful that we're going to get. I mean, they, they could be putting together a volume two of this for a year and a half from now. But that's crazy. I know. But, you know, I mean, just think about Springsteen. He's a guy that you always, you always read. We recorded 70 songs for that album. Actually, yeah. it's like this. <clears throat> yeah, we went in there and we uh, laid down about 70 tracks and. uh we turned Steve's guitar off because Nils was there. We let Nils play. Steve thought he was playing. We didn't record a lick of what he played. But um, yeah, so I mean, I don't. I never want. I don't want Bruce to pass. But when he does, there's going to be like the floodgates are going to burst open. But do you really want to hear all those songs? I, I do want to hear them. It doesn't mean they'll all be good, but I would like to I mean, hear there's, them. There's a difference between you don't want to hear every Tom Petty song that they have. I do. But I don't know that that means a lot of people do. Well, or then it's it, only for the could. people that want to hear it. But everyone will have access. What I'm saying is they should just invite us over to listen. And just to give them stuff. to you. They should let me pick. <laughs> well, you I get just to put it out there. What if it was like a, a room like this and they're like, you can stay as long as you want. Hear all the things. These are all the top. Would you just go top to bottom through them all or would you cherry pick or? Probably. I would cherry pick like if it was every soundboard recording. I would grab a. I would uh, look for the ones I'd been at, and find. Uh, but what if it was studio stuff? What if it wasn't live? I mean, if stuff? it was studio stuff, then but they do have every show recorded off yeah. the board since '78, yeah. which includes every show I went to. Yeah. So if I could get, I would cherry. I would cherry pick some of those. Like the first thing I would do is I would want to go back and hear the uh, when they played with Dylan in 2003. Mm-hmm. When like the the middle part of the show, like after Dylan's set was over, Dylan's encore involved Tom and Mike, and uh, I would go back and listen to that. The um, you know what Bruce does now? He puts because he, he they record all the Bruce stuff. Too. He puts vintage live shows on his uh, on his website, and you can you can buy them digitally or you can buy physical copies, but they're not released like they're, yeah. well, they're released to the public. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I wish like I do wish that there was a way for that for Tom for that to happen with Tom Petty. Like, maybe it will. Maybe they'll do. Pearl that. Jam does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I get a bunch of those. Like Pearl Jam, I listen to more live than anything else. Like live yeah, is like and the Who the Who did it too in two thousand two, four, six, and seven. I have a ton of those. Yeah, so it's fun. It What's your next? Great. It would be so great for that to happen. Well, you get to pick a song now. What's your next song? Oh, it's uh, Walking from the Fire. And that's all I know. It was another one of those songs that had never been released before. Uh, I think it's from 84. 
and it's a real it's probably was supposed to be on southern accent somewhere the thing i like about it the best though is it's the only it's the only tom petty song where like they went back that song never got released but some of those lyrics got used again yeah this says previously unreleased track from the southern accent sessions march 1st 1984 they know when it was recorded yeah all right let's hear he it. looks cool in that picture he's always looks cool but yeah i know what you mean <laughs> The liner notes say Petty was obsessed with Southern accents, spending more than two years on the project and recording tons of songs that wouldn't make the record, including this slide guitar driven swamp rocker, which contained some lyrics that he'd then appropriate for uh, let me up, let me up my life, your world. Yeah. Yeah. That first, yeah. the first part of that first verse uh, that came and took my little brother away. Yeah. And then the the whole lot like there's the whole verse about uh, my mama was from Rockaway back in '53, Basil's old. That's on. That's in like later in that song, and then but they don't put it in the liner notes. But in the chorus, "Fight Like a Tiger" when they put me in the corner is from that's also from that's from another Tom Petty song. That's from the song "Don't Be a Stranger." Oh, okay. That was a B side to something in the early '90s. Yeah, good lyrics. A good lyric. Yeah, but that's also a cool song. Like that's cool. like a weird swamp rock, I yeah. guess. Like that's what it's that's what they call it in this book. What is does it would it fit with the rest of the album? Is that it's sub, not, not as released. In in the same way that a lot of the a lot of that album doesn't fit with that album. Right, yeah. It would fit in that way, but I could see how he'd be like, ah, yeah. these I are mean, that's all. not a cohesive album. I mean, there's it's all over the place. Yeah, no, you would want to take the songs and go re re record them. But um, but I th- I read that Mike and Benmont said that they would like to go in and remix that and strip those songs down a little bit without all the horns and some stuff. Oh, that would be amazing! Yeah, that would be great to hear to hear Rebels without the horns. Mm-hmm. Like the the uh, the Rebels with the horns is great. Reb- any version of Rebels is great. Uh, even the Drive by Truckers version of Rebels is great. Yeah. Uh, but the one that they played, the like mostly acoustic one, they played on the 2013 tour. Mm-hmm. That's that's my favorite one, and that's on something I would have picked all of the songs off that of this thing, <laughs> but I can't get it's only on vinyl. It's the Kiss My Amps Live Volume Two. If you're unfamiliar, you should get familiar. Well, how about this? If anyone out there has the Kiss My Amps on vinyl and you have one of those turntables that can make MP3s, send them to me and I'll make sure Jeff gets those. Yeah. How would, I, I how, would that vinyl. be a Tate out of Tate? That would be a Tate out of Tate. Right. I have the vinyl. My record player doesn't make MP3s, but right. I bought but a record player vinyl. and a vinyl. Just to hear that. Just to hear it. I spent out like $120. Worth it? 
Fuck yeah, it's worth it. It's got a, <laughs> it's got the acoustic version of two gunslingers. Oh, it's that's got great. The rearranged like original version of uh, the best of everything. Okay, like that is so, oh my god. Uh, and it's got a cool version of a I think when a kid goes bad, might be on it like a, like in a different like to hear it in that context mm-hmm. really changed my view of the song. I was kind of like I didn't really. I, that was like a nine out of Tate. But then on the vinyl, it's t- Tate out of Tate. I'm going to go back to Mud Crutch, Kyle. This is from Mud Crutch 2. This song's amazing. This is uh, I Forgive It All. Take my horse down to the water. Let him graze a while. Take my horse down to the water. Let him raise a while. I have not been down these roads since I was a child. I ain't broke and I ain't hungry, but I'm close enough to care. Those Mud Crutch albums are great. It's, it's, yeah, I don't even know how he did it. <laughs> like that's, that song is amazing. I wonder if, uh, I wonder what made him say, well, this is a Mud Crutch song and this is for the Heartbreakers. I mean, wonder what, what's. I think he, I, I don't think he made songs until he was making an album. Like, I think if he made songs, he just made songs. And then and he that's decided why we where have they a lot fit. of these songs where they didn't go. Like, didn't that's go why a lot of songs didn't go anywhere. Because he would just make songs, and then when he made a Muckrutch album, he was like, "All the all the songs I'm about to write are Muckrutch yeah. songs," and that's why some of them are just heartbreaker songs. Yeah. Like, like the wrong thing to do is, is just a Tom, like it sounds just like a Tom Petty song, right? Exactly, and scare easy. That's like uh, that's like Springsteen. Yeah, when I wrote uh, Ramrod, <laughs> I had no idea where to stick it, but then uh, <laughs> since the river was gonna be a double album, I said, "Well, I'll stick this shit song in there on side two. Wow, this too." Ramrod with Cadillac Ranch. Bunch of bullshit at the end of that album. Yeah, the end of the river? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got some classics, and then it's got fucking crap. Didn't he just recently play the river top to bottom? Yeah, I went to see that. And he purpose? went to the bathroom during those two songs? No, I, I stuck it out. Did you know the... Uh, well, how could he go to the bathroom? He's Yeah, Bruce I'm Bruce. Bruce. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I couldn't get... What, are you going to leave Patty up there to see it? <laughs> Jesus, turn her mic off, too. What, are you going to pre-record one of your mid-song sermons yes, so you I, run away? Yeah, I, I like to preach. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. Where did he play all the all of the river? Uh, that was a couple years ago he did the river. Uh, I know. Hold on. I feel like my parents saw that. They did. Because they were going. I said, now you know he's playing a 20 songs right up front that you know one of. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the first one. Uh, right, isn't the river the first song on the river? Uh, n- no, but I was I was talking. About, I don't even think they'd know the river. They would know. Uh, they would know. Uh, Hungry Heart. Oh. Okay. Tonight, my mom. He said, did it in 2016. Is the river the song where he goes? If it is a dream alive, it don't come true. Yeah, or is it something worse? Yeah. yeah. Heavy shit, man. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say, Kyle, about your mom? Uh, tonight she asked me, uh, would I know any songs by Metallica? Sure. I said, I said, yeah, and I named some. She goes, 
I don't, I don't think I know is she, is she getting tickets? <laughs> is she going to the show? No, someone was saying something about it. What? Came up in conversation. You Who should text her a link to that song, One. Who is she okay. talking to? My it's... friend Dan had gone to see Metallica, and he had been over there. All right. <laughs> at my parents' house. That must have been a lame conversation. Uh, probably. What do you got for us, Jeff? I've never heard of Metallica. Let me call Kyle. <laughs> Is that spot on? Yep. Sounds exactly like her. Imitate your mom when we're at a restaurant and they ask her what she wants for a drink. Uh, Diet Coke. Every time. that like For that amount she, of time that she says, ah, uh, and then always orders a Diet Coke. Uh, Diet Coke. Like she knows what she wants. Yeah. But she does the... Well, maybe today's the day. She's got to run the list again. She just runs the list every time. Uh, I wanted to like, say something crazy like uh, strawberry Fanta. Uh, how about this? Even crazier. Uh, Apple teeny. <laughs> Why don't uh, next time you go, mom, I want to order a drink. I want to order a drink for you. And you go, uh, Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got? A, does uh, she know about Coke Zero? Coke Zero. Yeah, she, I don't think she cares for that that much. But I don't know. What about getting one of those blood orange Diet Cokes? <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> What's your next tune for us? My next song is called King of the Hill. It's a song he made with Roger McGuinn. Yeah, this and, is on a McGuinn album. And the album version of the song is But. But this album. And that's in the documentary. Awesome. Petty yells at the producer of that yeah. album and says, This is this is Roger McGuinn. You don't treat him like that. You know who he is? Give him a good song, right? Like I could write a better song now. That yeah. that scene? Yep. Wow. That's what a good song to just be like, whatever, man. I'm I'll write him a song right now. Yep. Do you he, listen to the gaslight anthem? No. All right, we'll get back to it. All right. Again? He wrote the song out of spite to show up a couple of suits. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He was like, I'll smoke a joint and write a better fucking song right now. <laughs> you dicks. <laughs> and then he did. He wrote this one. Yeah. And then he was on King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. That's right. Meta. Yeah, a bunch of seasons. Meta. But man, that's a good song too. Like that. Roger McGuinn, this version is better. I'm going to play a song from An American Treasure. I keep reading what the title is because I keep forgetting what it's called. Um, there's a quote on the back. Don't be afraid to live what you believe. TP. It's from, it's from Keep a Little Soul. Uh, but I will say, in your defense, mm-hmm. that's a pretty generic title. I'm not, I'm not in love with the title, yeah. An American Treasure. It's a little... Yeah. I mean, this is Tom Petty. A little on the nose, too. Yeah, just, I mean... It's not special. I think it, I, like it didn't even really need a name. Just it call should it just Tom say Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah, or just call it like keep, "Keep a Little Soul" would actually be a better title for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, let's go with the track one on disc one, "Surrender." 
sorry, Kyle, I called him audible. tell you about this song this is previously unreleased track from the tom petty and the heartbreakers sessions from 1976 bizarrely this urgent jangling rocker a fan favorite and regular show opener early on never made it onto a studio album it wasn't for lack of trying the band recorded it during the sessions for each of their first three lps and this is the very first recording of the song the very first recording i don't understand what he's looking for I know. What do you that want? That seems pretty good. Yeah. Seems You're fine like to Frank me. Frank Sinatra in the movies. Just the first take and let's move on. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> like a first take Tom Petty song is, if you just made every one of them in a first take, yep. it'd probably be fine. It's better than the 10th take of a stick song. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. They'll spend all summer trying to make one song yeah. good, as good as that surrender version. How many times should we but, say Roboto? Domo arigato. Just, just till it feels right. <laughs> But maybe maybe it's that that he is a perfectionist that makes him sure. better than everyone else. Yeah, true, true. And he's just saying, like he's just like I've been conditioned by that, so that now when I hear this, I'm like, yeah, this is the best too. I'm just mm-hmm. so used to him being the best. Mm-hmm. But it is funny that that's the first version. It yeah. sounds fine to me. Yeah, because <laughs> they did record a version then that's on a, a two disc anthology album. Yeah, but that was the one that they recorded then. Yes, yes. Like that was recorded for in like 2000 or yeah, 99 for, or something. for that yeah. specifically for that collection. And the on the live anthology, yeah. there's the version where t- like they break that song out live and Tom goes, "We never we never have uh we never have recorded the song or whatever." And then you hear Stan go, "That's not true. We just never recorded it well." well. <laughs> and, and then, then he said, "You're fired, it. Stan." Right. I mean, that was like there was like nine years between those two things. But yes, essentially, yada yada yada, you're fired. (laughs) Well, Stan was always speaking up, and it was finally Tom was done. Yeah, with it. I mean, who knows? So that's the that's the uh, because it's hard to argue with him. Because my next, like my next song, did you play another song? Oh, you just yeah, I just did surrender. surrender. So my next song is from the Mary Jane's Last Dance sessions, mm-hmm. the greatest hits, yeah. uh, if you will, sessions. A handful of songs record live, barn barn burners or whatever. And like I'd never heard any of the other songs from that, those sessions, only Mary Jane's Last Dance. But I have heard Stanley say that that was what he thought the Heartbreakers were going to be. Like That's what he always wanted them to be, and mm-hmm. that's what he liked the best. And so, I mean, it is for the last thing he did. It is cool that all the songs were like that. Yeah, yeah, true. Like Tom, Tom, instead of instead of still bickering or whatever, was like, well, this is what Stan likes to do. So we'll do that. And then had arguably one of their bigger hits end up on that album. The only time ever somebody made a song for a greatest hits album that should have been on a greatest hits album. Yeah, I mean, that's always the the thing. People, we recorded a couple new tracks for our greatest hits. And then you're like, well, those aren't hits. Right, those four songs on Springsteen's greatest greatest hits are not good. 
They're they're noticeably they would have been fine on an album, right? But on that on that greatest hits album, they stand out as real duds. I needed to pad it out. Well, you did. I needed people to buy. I put on how many how many extra songs did I put on that? There was one. Home, three, hey, oh. Four, yeah, <laughs> that's it's always four. That's as it's always high as four. You can go. It's as high as you can count. Uh, so this song is called "Lonesome Dave," and just play it from the beginning. Like, this could have been all they ever did, and it would still yeah. probably be my favorite band. <laughs> I'm going to play the other bonus track from the Greatest Hits album. They did a cover oh, yeah? of the Thunderclap Newman classic, Something in the Air. And I like this better than the original. Yeah. Original version was produced by Pete Townsend. Yeah, yeah. Well, this—I mean, Thunder this version Platinum. is uh, it's great, killer. Yeah, and the live version is mo- a lot of the uh, piano. Like yeah. it's got real big pianos going on. Perfect for Ben. That's cool. Yeah, man, I love it. I've gotten to do a couple of shows at Largo because of Benson. And uh, have you met Benmont yet? I have not met Benmont yet, but I have met Flanagan, and Flanagan knows Benmont and likes to tell me. Benmont songs or Benmont stories. And Eventually, you'll meet him. Will you be able to meet him? Will you, how will you be? Will you be a, like a little girl? No, I, I, I might be able to hold it together. We'll see. I got a real test test case next week. I'm gonna meet Sinbad. <laughs> Are you a big Sinbad yeah, fan? I, yeah, like the we just saw him at the movies. Really? Yeah. What did we go see? We were going to see Venom, right? And he was leaving from seeing. Um, oh, what did he see? They were talking about it, but I can't remember what they saw. I think, oh, they think they saw the um, Night School. Yeah. Tiffany oh, yeah. Haddish and um, Kevin Hart. I yeah. saw Night School. That made me, Tiffany Haddish makes me laugh. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's funny. Night School could have been better, but I still I still enjoyed it. Did you see uh, Keanu? Yeah. She's good in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So, yeah, we saw I Sinbad. I love Sinbad from when I was a kid. I still listen to his. He, dr- he, stuff, he doesn't uh, He doesn't dress down at the movies. He was very. Like yeah, he had like kind of like a like one of those low turtlenecks on and like a blazer on top. Yeah, yeah. His hair was all yeah. faded. I mean, he's probably sixty. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, it was, and it was one of those things where it was like it wasn't like oh that guy Sinbad and he had like like he was like there's Sinbad and I was like yep it is hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my god, that is <laughs> there's Sinbad. no question that it's not him. Nope, it wasn't like is that guy? No, that's him. All right, but, what you- but still like not like he wasn't wearing like a tracksuit. 
think he did have like uh like workout pants of some type i love it good for him i would <laughs> and some wear big, those some giant shoes too i have worn well he's got big feet yeah but giant giant like you know athletic yeah, shoes oh yeah, yeah 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 he does i saw him take off a pair of jordans and then put on another pair of jordans they were the same but one was for outside and one was for inside and, and where are you pretty smart where are you working uh with him that was i, I that was like four or five years ago in uh, traverse city oh i thought you said festival. you were just gonna meet him uh, that was when I, uh, next week I'm going to go, like, I'm going to see him again next week. Like I, I Are saw you working him. with him next no, week. No, no. I'm just going to see him in Lexington. Oh, okay. Uh, he's playing, he's playing the club in Lexington and my brother and my best friend and I are going to go see him. All right. You got your tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I texted the owner of the club. Oh, so you're just going to get in. Yeah. yeah get that's in. what you do. Yeah, Comics yeah. getting free. Comics don't pay. Yeah. I mean, I've been, well, I've been going there since 2006. I, yeah. should, I can, I can go see Sinbad for once. Yeah. Come on. Um, what, uh, do we get you in for anyone but Sinbad? No, I mean, <laughs> I, would, I would lose my mind if I met Benmont. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I might just get real quiet and real shy. I met him. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? He was not warm, but maybe he's shy. Where'd you meet him? At, at Largo. Yeah. He, uh, hold on. I'm looking. Uh, oh, it's over there. Uh, Mud Crutch. L.M. Fine, their first CD. He signed it. It's not a good signature. Pretty sure he signed it. Oh, yeah, the scribbled Ben. That's a live. It's the one more before that. Yeah, it's... um, This is not good. This is Tom, and you can see a T and a P. Yeah. And kind of an assemblance of a Y. Uh, That's Mike Campbell. Yeah. That's not great. No, but that's how Mike Campbell's looks. You can make out the mic. You cannot make the Campbell out. That is Ben Mont... Tench. Oh, that's not three scribble? Yep. <laughs> ben, there's a B, and then I don't know what the hell. It's perfect. <laughs> you want to see what a... Mine, my signature is just initials now. Like, one day it dawned on me, why would I? Why am I signing things the way I sign my checks? Yeah, you're not whatever. supposed to do that. Yeah, so I like changed it. and Maybe that's what they did. Yeah, that's why Eddie Money, when he signs a check, he doesn't make the bottom of his Y into a dollar sign, does he? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. There's no, he already enough dollar signs on that yeah, that's check. Right. You pull out a check from him and then like a flap comes down from it <laughs> yep, with, with the money with the dollar sign. Well, what do you got for us, Jeff? What's that oh, next it's my song? Turn now. Jeff is spelled the non-traditional G-E-O-F-F, just like Jeff Tate from Queensryche or Queensryche featuring Jeff Tate because there's many factions on the road right now. It's very difficult if you're a Jeff Tate fan. You think you go to see Queensryche and Jeff Tate's not there. Then you go see Jeff Tate and that's a comedian. And then you go see Queensryche featuring Jeff Tate and then you get what you want. Oh, that's what they want. That's how you figured it out. I guess it's like nobody wants to see the comedian. No, they do. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you're a fan of the music, the people go to the music and they're like, "This guy's not funny." I mean, he's kind of funny. <laughs> the hair's funny. Uh, there's no. I thought he had a bigger beard. <laughs> uh, this is like a, a more sparse version of the song that closes out "Wildflowers." Wake up time. Okay. That's my next song, and that's a song I love. It's your wake-up time. But this this feels like it's got a little more depth to it. Who could have seen you'd be so hard to please somehow? You feel like a poor boy 
tell it's like the chorus part is a little different yeah uh because there's like one of the lyrics is different yeah i like i i I do like alternate takes but not like when the when the beatles release something and i get nine different versions of a song if you just give me one one alternate take to compare with the original and that's good enough for me i don't need like take seven and then take ten and then they you know it's just too much and you can't process it Right. There's After a while, many. you can't process it. They all then they start to all just sound the same. That's what I'm worried about. If they come out with with they do release like all the live stuff, mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna have to be like patient one at a time, right? right? And really soak it in before you buy another get, one. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself and not and then not know any of it because I like I like learning all of it. I like mm-hmm. I like reading about it and listening to the songs and seeing what's different. That wake up time had a little bit more going on. Like the piano and the guitar was a little bit more was happening right on the song and a little less was happening with the lyrics. A little more was happening with the band, a little less with the lyrics. It was like, I just like the vibe of that. Like it felt the other one is like a better way to close that album. It, right. it has like a slightly more upbeat feel to it. But this, especially reading that book, the Zane's book, like hearing this version and then knowing the context of what was going on when he was making that album like that, like, like this version feels a little bit more true to what he meant it to be. Yeah. Just to give you some context, I'm going to tell you how many live versions I have 46 live versions of, I can't explain by the who. Oh yeah. Yeah. 46 (laughs) live. And I love that song. Should we just do a show where we compare all of them? Just play them all. Just one after the other. I, I love that song, but See, that Ryan Yulet, uh, I yeah. forgot how to say it already. That's fine. Yulet. I don't know. I don't know if we really do know how to say it. So that's fine. What you're saying. But that's what he did when they made the live anthology. Is he just went through all the shows and was like, "Here's the 40 best American girls." <laughs> right. I, like, I know. And then they that's gotta, the job I want. Then they got to whittle that down. Yeah, that would be a fun job though. Uh, I'm gonna play a song off Wildflowers. Let's hear. Let's. And I saw uh, Heart always do a couple covers and Nancy Wilson did a version of this. I wish I had it, but I don't, but it's uh you wreck me. Oh, she did a great version. Tonight we ride, right or wrong. Tonight we sail on radio song. Rescue me. Nancy Wilson was on the show last week. Wow. It was pretty great. Pretty cool. I wonder if I'm wow. going to sound different the next time we record, Kyle. I'm having, an, I'm having a nasal procedure on Monday. Oh, yeah? Putting a 
Boom. Putting a nose on him. They're putting a nose on me. Finally. Gonna, they put a We're going to do this with the lights on next time. They're going to put a... <laughs> they're going to put, put a balloon up both sides of my nose and expand it. Yeah. And then he goes in there and he... I guess there's a bunch of just cartilage and all kinds of stuff in there. Hot Wheels cars. There, I don't know mm-hmm. what's in there, but he showed me my... Crayons. My head, my head CT and he's like, see this black stuff? I go, yeah, there's not... There's hardly any. He goes, yeah, that's your breathing passage. You see all this gray stuff? I'm yeah, yeah. There's tons of it. He's like, yeah, that's bad. Well, that's oh, what I'm wow. gonna clear out. I'm like, all right. I hope this works. Do you think there are any uh, Tom Petty demos up there? There could be. There could be. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Clean them off first. But let I will. Me know. I'll send them to you. I don't like the. That's. I love you, Wreck Me. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. It's unbelievable. Uh, What's next? It's Jeff Gunn. It's just it was like a B side or something. It's the song called "I Don't Belong." It's really like the lyrics are really dark and it's really a, it's really something. It's from around like the years when he was living in the woods and doing heroin and not a good time, really. Not a good time for him. But then you you listen to the song and it's like it's just so crazy dark. <laughs> Let's but the it. song itself doesn't seem dark. Right, that's like he's in a bad spot. Wonder if he was writing a little bit about Howie. Yeah, you know, because I mean, they never really were able to save Howie from himself. I mean, they tried. Like, does it say when that song was written? This says previously unreleased track from the Echo Sessions, December third, nineteen ninety eight. Wow. So maybe. Yeah. Like those were sessions Howie was skipping. That was yeah. like the the. That was when it was the worst. The worst of it. Yeah. Guess who left me there for dead? My friends, my friends. I mean, that that could be him beating himself up. Like, you know. I mean, either way, it's sad. It is sad, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I bet, I mean, I bet it could be both, right? Yeah. Like, it's probably both. He probably saw a little bit of it in from both from both sides. They, I mean, they tried to help Howie. I, I, I hate that it didn't work. Yeah, what do you do? But I don't, I mean, I heard, I've heard people say, like, question whether or not he was hypocritical as a user himself or whatever but it's like i mean he made the he showed up mm-hmm. they tried to help him yeah they fired him under the condition that if he actually went to malibu and got clean he could be in the band again ron yeah. blair wasn't supposed to be in the band still right but uh he never he never cleaned himself up and they replaced they got they replaced him with ron blair the previous guy the original guy which is a real, that's a real stand-up move. That is, yeah. yeah. And he wanted to come back and do it, which yeah. is cool too. But they sold him on it. We only do 40 shows every other year. Come on, man. Because <laughs> he quit because they were doing 250 too, too many shows. 
he waited until they everyone got a little older and was doing less shows. Then he's like, all right, I can do right. this. He didn't bring it up. They brought it up. Right. And then you know what happened in 99? They did a thousand shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three a day. It was brutal. <laughs> they did like they got they got booked a lot at a NACA. <laughs> so they were doing like lunchtime shows and stuff. Uh, they, uh, in the snack bar. There was a an album came out in ninety nine by a band called the Blue Stingrays. Have you heard of the Blue Stingrays? Nope. nope. It's the Heartbreakers as a surf band. Mike Campbell made a surf band that like they were doing Goldfinger. They did Goldfinger on that album. Like where, that's where, where do it, I find that? It's on iTunes now. The Blue Stingrays. It was never, but it has no, no one ever really talks about it. Is or, there? Can you buy a physical copy, or is it just did you? I mean, I haven't bought a. I should probably look to see if you can, but I doubt it. I doubt it had a big pressing. So it's everyone but Petty, and I think even he's on probably a couple of them. He probably plays bass or something on a couple of them. But Ron Blair's on it, and Ron Blair always like according to the books and it's Randall Marshall on drums. Oh yeah, Ron Randall Benmont and uh, and Mike. Well, there you go. So he went and got like Ron came back and Mike got his surf music buddy back in the band. There you go. So they made a bunch of surf songs, and then they went and got Randall because he was free. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, I listen to that album on the on airplanes all the time now. The Stingrays. Yeah, it's okay. like a it's like a good album to have on because it's just music. I have to check it out. But so where was I at? We were talking about oh they got Ron Blair and Howie. Yeah, yeah I don't belong. It's a real eleven ninety eight Amazon. That's not bad. That's cheap. Really for like the CD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Nine for the for the MP3. Two bucks more. I can hold it in my hand. Yeah. You get the auto rip too. And get the auto rip too. Double double dip it. Let's hear. Uh, <laughs> this is from this is from the playback box set. The disc called The Other Sides. This is uh, Casa Dega, and I always think of this when I go eat at the restaurant Casa Vega. Me too. <laughs> well, the clouds clouds roll back in the big blue sky. El sun beats down on Casa de Never on an album. That's insane. Never That's, on an album. There are bands I like that have never made a song that good. <laughs> and they lead their albums off with it. Yeah. They'd be... I mean, that's such a... I love that song. It's no gator on the lawn, but it's good. I mean, Casadega not only could it be on, a, on an album, it could be... Like, if Casadega was was an eight-episode thing on HBO, you'd watch it. <laughs> I like, just from listening to that song, you'd yeah. be like, yeah, I, I want to find right. out what that is. I want to try to find out where that song... But every other day, there's a gator on my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is from the other side. I'm looking it up. I want to find out a little bit about it. If it tells me anything about it, it does not. Casadega? Just written by Petty and Campbell. I guess I'd have to... I can tell it. you a little bit about it. Oh, ooh, here we go. Uh, it's a neighborhood... 
in Florida. It's like a little community. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of like uh, fortune tellers and gypsies and stuff. Uh, it's kind of a spooky thing. Yeah, it is your phone. That's so weird. Yeah, weird. It's the font. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a it's like a spooky town of uh, like kind of a traveling type mm-hmm. town. And he spelled a to- it, is it a toddling town? Yeah, toddling town. And he spelled it wrong when he made the song. <laughs> he wrote it on an airplane. It's on that. Like if you get the book out of the playback. I feel like this is a hassle, Jeff. No, I'm just saying if you want to verify this. But for some reason, like I read the liner notes to American Treasure once. And as soon as I read it, I, re- I could remember everything. Like it, it's just a matter of desire, I suppose. <laughs> I don't ever. I guess I just don't want to know anything unless it's about Tom Petty. <laughs> Like if they had a high school class about Tom Petty, you'd get an A in that class. Yeah. Or would you fail it so you could take it again? I'd be the effing teacher. <laughs> Look what I carry around in my jacket. That's you the. Just, it's right there. It's in your. It's in your thing. I got these two. <laughs> it's the uh, fake all access tour pass. He's replica? hoping. He's hoping that someday fake. he's going to trick it's someone. Into, it's a replica. It's replica. Yeah. It's not fake, Kyle. For, for a second, when you first pulled it out because it's laminate, I thought it was like a mass card. No, but I also got this. Somebody gave me that once after a show. That's a Superstars uh, collector's card. Tom Petty. What are his stats on the back? Does he have stats? Check this out. With a band formed in his hometown of Gainesville, Florida, singer-guitarist Tom Petty went to Los Angeles in 1973. In 1976, <laughs> he assembled a new group, The Heartbreakers. They recorded eight albums and produced ten top ten hits during the next decade. After recording Full Moon Fever, his first album without the Heartbreakers, Petty joined Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynne, and Roy Orbison in the Traveling Wilburys. Right? So I guess some of that is right. Like, most of that is right. I think it was... 73 doesn't seem like when they went to... really gloss over that it's not exactly a new group. And how many errors did he make that year? Errors? Yeah, none, right? None. He had a a 1,000 fielding percentage. (laughs) I don't know why I cannot find the information. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So is that always in that pocket? Yeah. For good luck. I misspelled it, Tom admits. It has two S's. Casadega is in Florida. It's a town of fortune tellers not far from Gainesville. I actually wrote that on an airplane after reading an article in the New York Times about Casadega. Mike came in with a track, I think about the same time as Refugee and Here Comes My Girl, and we put those words to it. Though we radically changed the music uh, when we went in the studio. Cool. Good job, Jeff. I, I mean, it's been 20 years since I've had that book. You still have this box set, though, right? I have all the songs. You don't have the physical box no, set anymore? I don't have the physical box what set. What happened? It's up the street. Oh. I lost that in 2010. You didn't get your stuff, your stuff, some of your stuff back from your, your, I your got ex? The, I got the important things. I got the songs. And, and your freedom. I got the songs, and I remembered that thing about Casadega, so I guess I don't need the book. All right, that's true. It's in your, it's in here. It's in your noggin. But I do need to check something on my way out after. Like, <laughs> don't forget, I do. There is one thing. That you have I to would, look in this book before you leave. There is something I would like to check out the reference of, because right. I think I think that version of Psychotic Reaction. Like I think that Stan usually sang it. Yeah. But on the one on that on that the. Like something's confused where either Tom usually sang it, but Stan sang it one night or Stan sang it and then Tom sang it the night and ended up there. So like something like I just want to You want to verify. I just yeah, I got This will help you sleep better tonight. Well, what I'm hoping is that uh, I'm right and I can rub it in someone's face. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's someone that told me I was wrong and uh 
Uh-oh. Oh, I what? mean, I might be wrong. I'll let you know. I, I'm not, I won't say that I was wrong if I was right. Right. Right if I was wrong. Right. But it always feels good to rub it in someone's face. I mean, if you are, if you do, if Legitimate. I do happen to be right. Yeah. I love it when someone says like, no, and then you know, but you know for a fact. But this sounds like you don't know for a fact. I don't know for a fact. Because uh, I can't quite, I can't remember what it says. But also, it turns out like when you listen to the songs that Mike sings and the songs like when Stan does sing, mm-hmm. they all kind of sound alike. So it's not they're it, all from the same part of the country. Yeah, it could be it could be really difficult. You got to that figure that, it out. that twang, that inflection. What's your next song? Now this one, do you have just have the playlist? Mm-hmm. The next song uh, you should drag to the very end. <laughs> okay, uh, that one is. Uh, when I see it, when I saw it, I realized I put it in the wrong place. Like that should just play last. You want that as the playout song? Shouldn't it be the playout song? If uh, or do you, you have a playout song? Um, just I, let that be the last song I play. Okay, and I I do have a playout song which which works too. Yeah, we'll do your playout song and then just do my do that one last and then do this one next. So wait, I do my playout song and then your song comes in after my playout song? No, no, no. My song comes in before. And then the playout song. Okay, right. Cool. My song is okay. just the last song I play. Gotcha. And then your playout song is the playout song. Okay. And what do you got for us right now? It's from Mud Crutch 2 and it's called Victim of Circumstance. That's Mike singing, and it's apparent that if Mike made his own band, it would be my second favorite band. Well, he does. He has the Dirty Knobs. Yeah. Right? They don't tour. And the Blue Stingrays? But he doesn't sing. Mm. He's singing with Fleetwood Mac. Right? But like Victim of Circumstance is a Mike Campbell song. He wrote it. He's singing it. Like if there was a whole album of songs. Like that, like he's singing more, like because he didn't sing, he doesn't even sing any like background vocals on right. any of these songs. I know it's weird. Psychotic reaction live. It's Stan singing this one. Tom explains. It was always his number. The funny thing was, the Count Five, the guys who did the original, actually came to see us at the Oakland Coliseum, and they were so thrilled that we were going to do it that they gave me one of their vampire capes. <laughs> then they walked back to their seats, and Stan looked at me and said. I can't sing. I wait. Oh, I'm sorry. And Stan said, I can't sing. I've lost my voice. I can't do my number. What? Great night to not be able to do it. Here they are. And and we just got a cape. So I had to step up and sing it without any rehearsal. It was the only night I ever sang it in my life. I wonder if they even knew that I didn't usually sing it. So on this box set, Tom sings it. So do you get to rub it in someone's face? Yeah. All right, cool. Worth it. Yeah, buddy. Worth you it. know who you are. Consider your face rubbed. Uh, I'm going to play another song from this uh, box set, Playback. Nobody's, it's from the Nobody's Children disc. It's Waiting for the Night. Or waiting, I'm sorry, Waiting for Tonight. Wait, can we go back for a second and, and, 
and that took a real turn at the beginning. The first line of what you read was that Stanley song. song. I know, but then it comes. Then it comes around to where like, oh, I, I see how you can see the like, I see where you coming from, face yeah. rubbed. Because he, you know what? Maybe you should take. You might need to take a picture of that. No. Okay. I'm just gonna say no. I checked it at Pat's house, and I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> we go Tate out of Tate. This is waiting for tonight. It features the bangles on background vocals. I've had all the bangles on the show, but not together separately. Have you asked any of them about this? I think I talked to Vicky about it, and I think I talked. I might have brought it up to all of them, and they are all just uh, said, "Yeah, we just got a call, and Tom Petty wants us to come down and do something with him." And we, of course, we got we it did. with sex. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your mouth, bud. That is not what this band's about. Waiting for tonight. I was walking down the boulevard. Past the skateboards and the beggars. I was out looking in the windows. Just got walking, letting my mind roll. If you hung around too much, I might take her for granted. But when I was away, she seemed an angel The only one who really cared about me The only one without an angle For so long I've been lonely Now I'm too weak to fight I've been waiting for tonight I've been waiting for tonight He was right. He was right. He knew the bangles would sound good with him. Yeah. And then how come that wasn't the number one song that year? <laughs> yeah. How come that's not on any album? That wasn't even in a soundtrack or whatever. Like I figured when I found out like when that came out, like I figured that was the song that was on the Streets of Fire soundtrack or whatever. <laughs> right. But it isn't. No, it's nowhere. It's on this box set. Yeah. And then on Anthology. Yeah. And then it's not even in that, is it? No. No, it's just the box set and on the Anthology. Yeah. It's crazy. It's only on two things. It never, it? It not a single ever releases a I single. Mean, do you think we could come up with more Tom Petty songs that are great that didn't get onto an album than songs Billy Joel wrote at all? <laughs> well, Billy Joel only wrote ten songs, and then they would record the ten, and that's it, right? Like he, but really, he only wrote like maybe seventy. Yeah, he would. Uh, they, he said, I saw him in an interview. He goes. Look, there's there's nothing. There's no unreleased tracks. He goes, there's nothing. People are always like, when are you gonna like release some unreleased? Give us some unreleased stuff. He goes, there isn't any. I write ten songs and we record ten songs. And that's the album. Yeah, I did that seven times, and now I have the gall to look bored during Piano Man. <laughs> <laughs> write another fucking song, Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I gotta play this again. You should have that face for every one of your songs. You only wrote seventy. <laughs> oh. oh, what do you got for us? Oh, turn on your phone that makes our system buzz. Didn't I? Oh yeah, you did. Oh yeah, hope. Just play it. This is Mud Crutch, right? This is Mud Crutch, but it might be the zombies. I mean, listen to this song. Oh, you give me violence. You 
It is a cool song for not being what they do. No, really. I know, and then, but it works, and it's man. There's a lot of good. I mean, Ben Mott's great. Once you have Ben Mott, and that you know, Tom Petty said it in the documentary, and probably every chance he got, yeah, he got the two best musicians in the country, <laughs> right, like in the world or whatever. Like he just stumbled into the piano player most suited to play piano for the songs Tom wrote. And the guitar player most suited to write and play guitar for the songs he wrote. Yep. That's hard to do. And, and he found them early. And he kept them all the time. Even if he did a solo thing, they were always there somewhere in Mudcrutch. They're in Mudcrutch. And I mean, the only thing Tom did without Mike was uh, induct Buffalo Springfield into the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame and then play all of Neil's parts. Yeah. And uh, if you see footage of that, that's like the one thing I don't want to see it's not great because <laughs> mike's not there it's also right in like 96 and like petty looks a little fucked up i'll have to check that out i'll find it on youtube got his hat and a cigarette hanging out but he's real skinny and he's not yeah it's not I'm not uh, with it yeah, he's not yeah, he's not tom petty he looks it's it's rough it's a rough it might have been a rough year let's uh let's stick with mud crutch uh kyle play from their first album 2008 the wrong thing to do such a cool tune i love it so much yeah yeah it's one i of mean my it, it fits a you know just the line my mama love me but my daddy don't. don't yeah i'm gonna work it all out but i probably, probably won't yeah like, it's great that's been my whole goddamn life <laughs> your dad doesn't love you well uh are they still with a, it? are they both still with us my dad passed away okay. uh i'm sorry to hear that but it was uh it was a long he died of uh, natural causes and a bad attitude. Mm. He didn't believe the uh, physical therapist or whatever, like just a decade long struggle of trying to get him to touch his toes and everything would have been fine. Or he would, he would have been with us if he would have yeah. listened, but okay. he didn't. And, mm. uh, but he's, he, we didn't, we had like, I just relate to that a little bit. Like when, whenever mm. I read about how Tom Petty talks about his dad. Yeah. It seems very similar. He always like he would get it, he would incur a lot more of the anger than his brothers would, and his dad loved that his that Petty was a was a rock star. Mm-hmm. Like he loved the attention he got from it. Yeah, and and that like he says in the in the book or whatever that that like was when he turned around and became like supportive was after he was already a little successful. Yeah, you got to be su- you got to be supportive of your kids before they get successful. That's how they yeah. will possibly become successful. Yeah, yeah. Not in spite of you, but because of your support. And my dad was real. He was like not supportive until he was really on my ass to do other stuff until he got to meet like some 
some comics he knew about. Like, and he's like, you know those guys, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm, I'm introducing him to Drew Hastings or whatever. And he's yeah. like, oh, you know Daniel Drew Hastings? And then Drew say, oh, your son's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. And so now he's like, he he loved all of that. Like he just like that's what he would took what he would take, and it, it like that always kind of bugged me. In the same way, like in the book, I read read the book, and it's like. Well, no, like you shouldn't be able to get any of that. You tried to stop this from happening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. You can't come in here and take some of it away. <laughs> like this is all mine. Right. Right. Uh, so we had a lot of that. So I just like relate, like, just but also just a line like that. You know, my mama loved me, but my daddy don't. You're like, all right, I, I get this guy right away. Yeah. It's like that line. Uh, if she marries into money, she's still gonna miss me. And you're like, oh damn. <laughs> uh, I think I know what's going on here. <laughs> right, like it's just a line from a song, but right, but it says so much. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Just one line from one song, it could be some deep album cut, it could be a hit. But one line from one song can make you feel something or or relate like like that. It's there's no one as honest as those, those in pain. pain. That's a big one. Yeah. Damn. The weak ones fall, the strong carry on. We could just do this. You wang just do wang this. dang sweet poon tang. I know, I know. Wang dang sweet poon tang. <laughs> that always reminds me of my granddad. Can I play <laughs> something for you? This is not a Tom Petty song. I don't know if we should taint the episode with this, but I want to play the most ridiculous song that I've heard in the past uh, couple of months. Yeah. Do you want to hear that? Sure. This is about the eighth time the listeners This is about the eighth time the listeners have heard it, but I don't care. I want to get Jeff Tate's take on this. This is a guy... He took his most famous song of all time and he changed the lyrics to it and he's turned it into. Um, Which one is it? Because they're. Um, click on it and see if it's the one that's uh, at 256 BPS. Is it the new I think, Garth Brooks? I think, song? I think it's the number nine. I think it's number nine, Kyle. Did you okay. hear that Garth Brooks wrote a parody song about Forrest Gump called I Got Friends with Leg Braces? No. That's not true, is it? It's very true. Yeah, it's this one. Is that one? Okay, cool. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you who the artist is. I'm not going to tell you. You'll, he, turned his, he turned his signature song into a hunting song. <laughs> okay, here we song about hunting. Here we go. Well, I don't know where they come from, but they sure do come. I hope they come from the swamp. I like a buck, but a doe will do. I'm mostly here for the Shut it off and delete it from the computer. <laughs> that song should never be heard again. Can you believe that? I've probably given it more airplay than anyone. It is shit. That guy is so far up his own back, ass. Backstrap <laughs> fever. Are you shitting me with that? That's embarrassing for a guy who's been an, an embarrassment for a, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's, I mean, even. Oh, my God. I got a bow and arrow and a 30 out six. So good for you. <laughs> Just sing the fucking cat scratch fever, fever song and again. go hunt on your own time. Yeah. Don't, don't cross your or write a new song about hunting. Yeah. write a new song about or hunting. Maybe that's what Billy Joel should do. <laughs> <laughs> you only have 70 songs. 
for now, how many of them are about hunting? The, instead of the piano man, he could be the hunting man. Hunting man. <laughs> no, this is a bad idea. Uh, it's got a piano. It's three. Yeah, you got to get the. Syllables, you got to get the. Uh, that's. I hate that about parody songs. If they don't get the syllable count right. If you don't get the syllable count right, what are you doing? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> right, sucks. Right? The uh, like the only reason the song is written is because it fits in the syllable count. Yes. Look at those Weird Al songs. He didn't say uh, it wasn't connected. It was uh, uh, slap happy or whatever. It was happy. You're right. Yeah. It wasn't ticky tacky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was right. tacky. He made it fit. Right. Make it fucking fit. Eat it. Beat it. Perfect. Like I'm a virgin, fat, like a I'm surgeon. Fat. I'm bad. I'm fat. You might as well face it. You're addicted to spuds. Works. Mm -hmm. right? Silly and it works. Okay. I heard that song right when I moved to Idaho. <laughs> they played it a lot. You live in Ohio now, though, right? Yes. Okay. What? Whose turn is it, Kyle? I, I ruined the show with, um, with Backstrap Fever. Well, let's say it it's Jeff's turn. clearly it's not Jeff's your turn. turn because you played Backstrap <laughs> Fever. Fever. You should was get, your song. I should relinquish all other songs. Now, if Tom Petty recorded that, great. He would, but he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. <laughs> I could say I could say right now if Tom Petty recorded that, this would be a, if Tom Petty was somebody who would record that, this would be a different. We would be talking about Pearl Jam, <laughs> <laughs> or, we, or I wouldn't be on the show because we didn't have anything to talk about when we met. Right, right. We didn't have Pardo go. This guy likes Petty too. <laughs> like, okay, we'll talk to each other then. Uh, the, the next song I have is uh, "Can't Get Her Out." It's off of Nobody's Children. One of the playback box set box set tracks. discs, but the Nobody's Children tr disc got released like a year or two ago as its own like album, like its own digital album or whatever. Okay. You could buy a CD of it. Like should. And then I was talking to these kids. These guys were going to make a Tom Petty documentary. Why? The, there is one. No, but this one, like when they talked to me, when they emailed me, I wasn't on board. And then when I talked to them. I was like I liked what the what their idea was. It was about it was like a Tom Petty quest, like talking to big Tom Petty fans. But like, okay, what they wanted to do was drive around Cincinnati in a car with me <laughs> talking about like all this like where I like sometimes I have these like perfect memories of like the road I was driving on the first time I realized how cool the end of House in the Woods was, and so I just kept rewinding the that half of that song. So All I right. Keep listening. Like that kind of stuff is what they wanted to do. And then we were talking about the albums that were like, I don't really get this Nobody's Children album. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And I didn't at first know what they were talking about. I had to really, like, I had to Google it because I was like, Is there? There's a Tom Petty album. I don't. And then they. Then when I saw it, I was like, oh, I could explain all of this to you. <laughs> like, this is 20 years of songs on one disc. Like, it's not an album. This is this was on playback. Yeah, you dicks. Yeah, they're like, what is what is about this? And like wooden, wooden, uh what wooden heart? No, not wooden heart. Um I don't know. There was something there Ways was Ways like, to be wicked. Yeah, Ways to be wicked. Wooden heart. Wooden heart, yeah. Ways to be wicked was a song that I think Lone Justice yes. did. And yeah. Had, a, had yeah. a whatever they call a hit <laughs> with it, but Ways to be wicked is such a good song. It's on my list, so we'll hear it after you play one. Yeah, I'm about to play. Uh, Can't get her out, but this one is a Benmont focus. Like this is a keyboard solo part. Oh, 
Yeah, that's good, right? That was cool. You like it. You don't even like stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go to my list and we will play Ways to Be Wicked. This is a song written by Petty and Campbell. And uh, Lone Justice was able to get this song all the way up to number 71. Nice. Whatever they call a hit. Yeah, that's what they call a hit. pretty well i can watch the way your eyes light up when you're walking me through hell that why'd they give that away why'd they give that song away? it was did jimmy i think jimmy Iovine. yeah jimmy Iovine was producing the lone justice album he's probably trying to get with that singer right he just got dumped by stevie Nicks yeah he's and- probably trying to get with this singer it was 1985 and he said tom give me a song that will make this chick want to sleep with me and uh, that's what happened. I mean, if that's what that's my story. I bet. I mean, if she didn't, then how much better of a song did you expect? <laughs> that's a good song. It is a good song. It's just another one of those songs that's like with keeping me alive and turning point where you just stack oh, them up and just... go, look at this, Billy Joel. <laughs> this is what an un- unreleased track sounds like. <laughs> well, I might write a classical album. Oh, would you? <laughs> good. good. <laughs> Doesn't mean you have to release it. <laughs> Keep it for the family. Like burn that to a disc and give it to your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what they say. <laughs> See what their response is before you put it in the world. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like those 70 songs are fine. I'm like, why am I mad at Billy Joe? <laughs> no, I love Billy Joe. I got all his albums, but it's fun to make fun of him because he's an, I think he's an asshole. Yeah, and kind of a dweeb. Yeah. I mean, he only wrote 70 songs. And then when you watch that Shea Stadium thing, he looks bored during Piano Man. You don't get to look bored. You're no, Bruce never looks you're bored. You're the Piano Man. You're, yeah. yeah, you're at the piano. You're the guy. You're at Shea Stadium. Bruce doesn't get bored when he's singing Dancing in the Dark. He doesn't get bored. Well, the difference there is when Bruce is doing Dancing in the Dark, uh, he's like, Billy Joel has to do him like they are on the album. Yeah. They got to do him the same way every time. Could you imagine Billy Joel? Like, I'm really going to. Listen, I'm gonna do. We didn't start the fire, but I'm really gonna stretch it out this time. I'm really gonna, yeah, gonna blow it up. Blow well, he, it should, out. he should have more. He he's too lazy to add more verses to that. A lot of stuff's happened since since the, the Cola Wars. Yeah, since the Cola Wars. Right, think of all the things that rhyme with Trump. I know lump, rump, hump, stump, <laughs> dump, dump, just dump. That's all I have. Uh, yeah, got my mind made up. I didn't put that one on there, but that's a good one. You're up. Uh, oh, yeah, I am up. Uh, oh, here we go. We're about to... This song is uh, oh, yeah, featuring. Yeah, it's just featuring Tom Petty. And it's how I found out about John Prime. All right. Out to Hollywood, put his picture in a picture show. And it's old daddy. 
offer your knees Mama, why'd you have to go? Your darling Jim is out on the limb Put my picture in a picture show Whoa, whoa, my picture in a picture show I forgot it was my turn to say to stop playing it. That's okay. I thought you wanted to hear more of it. I just like get lost in the song sometimes. Like that's a good song, and then all of a sudden I didn't even know about. It. Like I, I had heard about Tom, John Prine, but I never listened to him. And then I, and then I found that song, and then I listened to more John Prine. But that's good. That's a fun. I like the way their voices sound together. Oh, I'm gonna play a song off of. No, I'm gonna play a song off of Highway Companion. Oh yeah! Did I show you this the last time? Remember, we—I know the last time you heard, we didn't have the bonus tracks from this. Right, we didn't have the bonus tracks. But I, I found this used, and I, I sent you the bonus tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so I bought this at a place called CD Trader, and it was—it was written on. It says Wixen Music Office Copy, and when I took it up to pay for it, I, I was like, I was like, kind of bummed that it was written on. Yeah. Because it's like a, it's like a faux leather. Yeah, it's the cool. Yeah. It's the pack. Like it's the one where they went the extra mile. Yeah, it's on really the hard to find. This yeah. is really hard to find. Yeah. So, um, so I get up there to give it to the guy, and the guy goes, "Oh, Wixen Music Office Copy. You know what this is? You know what that is?" I go, "No." He goes, "That's uh, that's Tom Petty's publishing company." What? He goes, "This was, this was probably in the off. Tom Petty probably touched this. That's just what the CD guy stored the." He goes, but yeah, this was in the office. Wow. So I was like, wow. And now so you're I, not bummed at all. No. So I just went to wixenmusic.com and it says, it uh, says we are not affiliated n- with Tom no, Petty. No, no. It has a, has a quote from Tom Petty. It says, Randall Wixon is that rare man of integrity in a business that I'm not going to call crooked, but I'm not going to call it anything else. <laughs> Tom Petty. <laughs> so Wixon Music Publishing Inc. So. Now it's like even more special to me. At first I was like, someone fucked it up. And now I'm like, someone made it better. What yeah, you like, you know what this cool. is? And you went, no. And he goes, that's graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, you, I what, what if you would have said, you know what this is? And I said, what? And he goes, not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Hey, this is written on. He goes, you know what this is? You can get the fuck out of here. Do you, do you want to touch you, this in I case? Do, just in case. Yeah. Just Tom in Petty. case. I mean, it is cool. That's a great quote. I'm not, not going to call it crooked, crooked, but I'm not going to call it anything else. All right. I love that album. I think that's a great album. This is square one. Had to find some higher ground. Had some fear to get around. You can say what you don't know. Later on won't work no more. Last time through I hit my tracks So well I could not get back Yeah my way was hard to find Can't sell yourself a peace of mind Square one, my slate is clear I tell the listeners that the bonus tracks on this are Home, 
and Around the Roses. And then there's also Big Weekend demo version and This Old Town demo version. If you want those tracks, you can just uh, send me an email at rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com <laughs> and I'll get you these because you can't get them. I don't feel like I'm taking money out of anyone's pocket. You can't find these anywhere. They're not even on, uh, if they were on iTunes, we would have bought them. Yeah, yeah. But they're I would not. Buy, yeah. So, I'd buy um, these in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, if you want those, email me. I'll, I'll, we transfer them. I mean, even, even once they are, even once they are available, I'll still, I'll buy them. That's right. my promise to the pub, to Wixen yeah. Publishing. Yeah. Like if they re-release this album, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it new. Well, did you realize that in here there's there's this cool little liner notes thing with yeah. all the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. And then this liner notes thing that also has lyrics. The lyrics are in are in this one twice. Ooh, this has a cool picture. Like this is the same. Yeah. These two books are the same. One just looks one looks cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and one is the one that I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the special right. Now don't fuck it up putting it in there. I Jeff. won't. I'll do it right. Come on, take right, care. I'll stop, I'll stop being fat-handed right now. Treat it as if it's your own. I am. No, That's not. why I'm not... I mean, I keep those things in my jacket pocket. You're bending <laughs> it. What if I said that and I was serious? You're bending it. I Square one, I went to uh, Best Buy the day the Elizabethtown soundtrack came out. Because, because that, I wanted that was on one. It. That was the new song. And there was a re-recorded version of... Uh, It'll all work out, but square one, I, I I needed to hear square one. So I was there at 10 a.m. for a, uh, like, just because I wanted to stop not having it. Did they have it? Did they line. get it? Did they have a copy yeah. in stock? Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. It was whenever, like when that came out, there was still CDs, 2006, I yeah. guess. Nancy Wilson did the music on that. She yeah, was married to she Cameron Crowe. She was here. She was on the show. Yeah, her yeah. husband was Cameron Crowe. Was, 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 was. Now he's dead. No, he's not dead. He's not dead? No, they just got a divorce. They got a divorce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's still with us. Did he try to get her back with a boombox? <laughs> What's next? He held an iPod above yeah. his head. <laughs> just played a Lock the Gates. It's a Marin podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is me on Mark Marin talking about how much I liked you. Oh, wait, you got to play a song now. Oh, no. You no, I played Square, play one. Square One. We talked all about a, a record store uh, encounter. We and then we we did like some improv. We made up a bunch mm-hmm. of <laughs> mix em ups. We did some sketches. Uh, so this song, uh, in like two thousand three, Warren Zevon, or in two thousand two, Warren Zevon was given like a month to live, and he managed to pull off thirteen months. And in that time, got out another album, a great album, a great album, it's really great, and. Uh, it has a lot of uh, a lot of the songs are featuring friends of his, and one of them has Tom Petty on it. And this is the one that Tom Petty's on. It's called "The Rest of the Night." Mike's on it too. Yeah, I I like I like that a lot. Here's I'm, like it's it's bittersweet now with both yeah. of them being gone. But yeah. or, it's like when you hear "Under Pressure." 
Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, let me tell you who plays on this is Warren Zevon album called The Wind. Tons of people in this. I'm just going to go through it real quick. Rye Cooter, Don Henley, Billy Bob Thornton, Dwight Yoakam, Jim Keltner, Bruce Springsteen, Tommy Shaw, John Waite, David Lindley, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, Jackson Brown. I mean, it's crazy. Did you say Mike, Springsteen yet? Yeah, Mike Campbell, Tom Petty. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, there's so a, good. What's that? Uh, damn it! What? Read. Start the list again. Of the people or the songs? No, there was something in the song or in the list of people that Don Don Henley, Billy Bob Thornton, Dwight Yoakam, Jim Keltner, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Keltner. That's who I wanted to talk about because Keltner's on Refugee. Oh, he plays the drums on Refugee. He plays. Uh, the Shaker on Refugee. Oh, okay. There is a show called Classic Albums. Have you ever seen a Classic Albums? Yes, show? I own this one on DVD. You own the Damn the Torpedoes one? Yeah. Well, it's back online, and I've watched it twice now. And when they get into the stuff about, like, Keltner with the, with the Shaker, and then they play, because they have the whole soundboard, and they play Refugee without the Shaker, and then you go, this sounds the same. But then they put the shaker in, and you're like, "Oh no, this is it. This, this is, is what it. it sounds like. This is the shit. Like it's hard to it's hard to really pick it out, but man, but it's there. Just for that guy to be in the hallway and be like, this is what that song needs.' And he was right. Oh, buddy. And Stan and probably didn't put up a fight with Jim Keltner. Yeah, why would you? He's just playing the shakers. Yeah, calm down, Stan. <laughs> calm down, Lynch. Uh, my turn. Oh, it's my turn now. Boy, what do I want to play next? I'm going to, let's do, um, I love this song from Long After Dark, Kyle. This is, this song rocks and I just love it. So let's hear Deliver Me. Every woman and every man knows the feeling so well. Those times when the heart just can't understand. The times when you never can. Every woman and every man knows the feeling so well. The times when the heart just can't understand. The times you never can tell. Yeah, right. Now, what I did there is I just spoke the lyrics to the song we just heard to really nail it home. I believe that when people hear me say those lyrics, it'll probably mean more to them than the actual song. Jeff, what do you think? Well, they've never meant as much to me as they do right now, so I have to agree. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, just, whenever you say Tom Petty's lyrics out loud, they always sound good. They do sound good. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm like a Tom. There's a gator on the lawn every other day. There's a gator on the lawn. This is just bad luck because this was the same. This this fella died the same week as Warren Zevon. I right, hit that next one. And I won't back down Hey, baby There ain't no easy way out Hey, I 
will stand my ground And I won't back down Well, I know what's right. And that's Tom singing. Is that Tom yeah, singing background back, vocal? Yeah. And I have, like, I've never listened to it on headphones this good before. Yeah, this, these headphones rock. And they, like, the way it was bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Oh, and Rick man. Rubin put those two together for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Rick Rubin helped. Uh, but at, in 96, when they were his band for Unchained, uh, Howie was married to Carlene Carter. Yes, yeah. It was Carlene Carter? Did she have some drug problems too then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. The same. The same drug problems Howie had. Just a house of heroin with those two. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, Johnny was old and busy. Yeah, they couldn't keep an eye on her. Or else he probably would have beat Howie. Yeah. He would have slapped them and said, get your ass in gear. Can't get your shit together, bruv. Get your shit together. That was, I mean, that Unchained um, album is great. This one is on number three, American Recordings 3. I won't back down. You hear, like, Johnny Cash, usually when someone covers a Tom Petty song, it's all, like, when Johnny Cash does them, they, like, suddenly they seem like Johnny Cash songs. Yeah, because <laughs> he does a thing that not a lot of people do. Or no one does it. But even, like, the like no Southern accents, and I won't back down, like, those seem, like, like I don't think he could do that with "Deliver Me." No, but with Southern accents, and I will back down. Suddenly, those were never Tom Petty songs. Those were always Johnny Cash songs. There's a gator on the lawn every other day. <laughs> There's a gator on the lawn. I think I played this the last time we did Tom Petty episode, and we both love it. And it's from Playback, and it's a live song, and it's King's Highway. Yeah. When the time gets right I'm gonna pick you up And take you far away From trouble, my love Under a big old sky Out in a field of green There's gotta be something Left for us to believe Oh, I wait the day Good fortune comes our way And we ride down the King's Highway Who's playing that mandolin, I wonder? Mike. Mike? That's yeah. terrific. Yeah, when, Mike, uh, when the mandolin's at the front like that, it's Mike. And then Scott plays the other. Scott Thurston. Scott, Scott and Tom play the two guitar parts. Scott, who people forget, was a heartbreaker. Yeah. Kind of like they forget that he was in the band. He's on the Mojo cover. Yeah. He's right there. He's on the Echo cover. You're right. He is on the Echo cover, but it's all blurred. So, like, I think a lot of times people don't know that that's him. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. Until way later. Uh, I thought it was Howie. But was, I, I didn't think it looked like Howie. No. But He's, I knew that the, I knew that Ferroni wasn't technically a heartbreaker yes so right. i figured it was those four guys yeah and it was uh how he didn't show up for that shoot and tom said well let's just do it i mean he had to it was a great the lighting picture. was right yeah yeah it worked 
I mean, I saw him do uh, that version of that song once in uh, 2002. King's Highway? Yeah. In uh, Lexington, Kentucky at Rupp Arena. It's pretty sweet. That was one of the rare times I got to see him twice in one year. They did two tours that year, a summer and a winter. Is that the year they tricked Ron into doing more than 40 shows? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the band. <laughs> What's your next, uh, what do you got? You only got two. Two left. Uh, I'm well, surprised you picked this one, but I love this song. I do too. Uh, this closes out Full Moon Fever, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I had just heard it on the uh serious radio yeah. mm-hmm. and this like, i just love it a lot like it's fun listening to the listening to the words and mm-hmm. and the just the the i don't know just play it just start it up and let it go because there was something there's something in the very beginning of it that made me pick it and uh now i can't remember all right let's hear it zombie zoo White lipstick and one thing on their mind. Hey, little freak with the lunch pail purse underneath the paint. You're just a little girl dancing at the zombie zoo. I'm trying to Google something real quick. All right. Uh, I think Roy Orbison sings some background vocals on that. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty sure. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. That does have that. Yeah. It look, does have a lot of background vocals. And you look like a zombie. Yeah. Now, right. you're going to play. I'm going to play one. You're going to play one. And I'm going to do a playouts. But I got to figure out. I got to say some apologies to some songs here. What do you like the best about that? About that? Uh, about what? About that song. I just always thought it was a cool song. I just, I just like it. I like the the fact that it's uh I like the line here's the here's the line I like you might wind up restricted and over seventeen. <laughs> you can't be seventeen is I, when I you're like, not you're I restricted you're, until you're seventeen. Hey little freak with a lunch pail purse. Yeah, that's what I got. I got a little lunch pail lunch purse pail? I carry oh, cool. around. Uh apologies to here's songs I'm not gonna play tonight. Magnolia. Magnolia. Get that out of here. Letting you go from hard promises. We didn't, no play, one, we didn't play. We didn't play. No one as honest as those in pain. Yep. We didn't play any uh, traveling Wilburys, but I had last night on my list. Yeah. Um, Built to last from Into the Great Wide Open. That song's good. It's got those big, uh, like, like, uh, those drum, that drum sound. Yeah, yeah. Great big Boom. drum sound. Uh, Blue Sunday from the Last DJ. That's in my top ten of songs. It's so. So good. All right, then let's play. Let's play that since we both like it. This is like a song for both Jeff and I. Then her back seat could have been a hotel. I slept for a thousand years. Every now and then she'd laugh out loud for no reason. I pretended not to hear and roll my jacket up under my head. Stretch my body out Couldn't be too far in front of her daddy's blood house But I ain't gonna worry now 
It's a blue Sunday down the interstate. Yeah, blue Sunday, blue with shades of gray. A blue Sunday. When it's when it's time to leave, you go. Yeah, the time. The guy who produced this, I don't can't say his last name. George Draculius. Dr- he did such a great job producing this album. Why didn't they work with him again? I mean, this this sounds great. I love how this is produced. Well, they weren't. I mean, they were getting away from working with anybody. Like, I'm surprised that they worked with anybody on this album. But didn't like, they? Draculius, but, Draculius did like uh, the Black Crows and stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, they went from uh, working with uh, Rick Rubin from One Echo to. Draculius and Last DJ, but I think he did yeah. But then the next guy. album was Highway Companion, which was Jeff Lynne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and mm-hmm. mostly like Tom Petty played most of all the yeah, all yeah. the tracks. Then the next one after that was Mud Crutch. Yeah, and that was just Tom, Tom and Mike yeah. and Ryan. So they were all just Tom and Mike and Ryan after. after so I don't that. know. Maybe Draculius died or something. Like maybe Draculius said no. It sounds like you're saying Dracula. Maybe I am. Yeah, you got a like, stake through the heart during like, one of the sessions. It sounds like Dracula when he when when someone says who are you and he he makes up a name. I'm Draculius. <laughs> I'm Count Draculius. Maybe uh maybe he didn't like maybe Tom had a real garlic heavy diet. <laughs> he was trying to get some his blood thinned. Um my other apology. I said built to last, right? Yes. And my other apology is crawling back to you and then the song I wanted to play and uh, play it from the time code I have marked. It's um, this is my favorite Tom Petty song. Uh, this is "Here Comes My Girl," and this is the alternate version from "An American Treasure." Every now and then I get down to the end of a day. I have to stop, ask myself why I've done it. It just seems so useless to have to work so hard, and nothing ever really seemed to come from it. you have either one of those magazines i don't you can have both of those good lord that's why really? they were sitting yeah that's where they were sitting there. i was waiting for when we finally do this so i can give them to you oh man this is the coolest thing this this one i've never even seen that picture before i know that's a great picture look at that kyle you look at that yeah he looks cool there. i love when they would wear the big lady sunglasses back then yeah if you could pull it off you looked cool uh, you can always pull it off because you just do it you just put it on <laughs> and then don't but you have to carry yourself like you're like it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just some big sunglasses. <laughs> I I'm a big fan. Like you, I don't know if you can tell by looking, but uh, I'll wear anything. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> play your last song. Then we'll do some promoting, and then we'll uh, then we'll play my playout song. All right, this song is this song is uh, hard to listen to now for me. The after he passed, like. It's just, it's called Have Love, Will Travel. And uh, I just think the chorus is like a nice, 
Like it makes me feel it makes me feel good, like hopeful. Like if if perhaps I lose you in the smoke down the road. Like it's sad and it's uh sweet. And also, I knew it complete <laughs> when I wore a younger man's clothes. It's also from the last DJ, which we were just talking about. That uh, producer. Did you find out, Kyle, if he's still alive? I did not, but I will look it up during this. Okay. I mean, I googled him and couldn't find out because I spelled his name very wrong. <coughs> it's difficult. All right. Draculius. Yeah. I made it up. With you Baby, may my love travel with you always. Maybe still trying to rope a tornado. Joe's in the backyard trying to keep things simple. Like since he passed, I've become really like aware of the fact that he had a family. And yeah. Like to have a and with like like this was the year like my dad died this year too, and to have something like that from your dad to keep forever, forever until you pass. Yeah. But then you pass that down to. You pass that down kids. if I lose you in the smoke. Yeah. Like, it just really, like, it means, like, I like it. It means a lot to me. <laughs> um, and now after that, uh, heartfelt uh, words from Jeff Tate. Where can we find you, Jeff, on the road? Uh, well, justanotherclown.com is my <laughs> website. It has not been updated, but I'll do that. I promise. Now, I'll this isn't going to drop till probably, like, February. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You got uh, dates coming up in the 2019? Yeah, I'll be around. Where do I'll be we around find... in 2019? If we Here's... go to your website, can we find your dates there? Oh, for sure. Okay. I'll have this. I'll have it updated by February. <laughs> Thank God. That's you your know, New Year's resolution. Yeah. Well, now, now uh, I got time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which means I... I won't do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have any dates after February, but. I'll be, uh, I have a podcast I make with my brother called Altered Tates. Here we go. And that's, that's a good thing to plug. Tell us what is the uh, premise of this podcast? Well, we're trying to learn. We don't know what we don't know yet. So we're having people come in and tell us what they know to see if we knew that already. For, give me an example of the most recent episode. Someone comes in and they're, what are they teaching? Well, the most recent episode, we didn't have, uh, the sound didn't work. (laughs) Maybe because you, you didn't know. Maybe because you have your phone. How to do a podcast? No, no. This it wasn't the first time I did it. Okay. 
and it had worked every other time. There was just something like the input was too loud or whatever, so the mics sound blown out. So okay. the audio sounds too bad. But that one was all about Black Friday. And uh, the last one that we made was about, we called it, it was about uh, fall festival time because we weren't allowed to celebrate Halloween. Oh, okay. So Re- we have, Religious we had, thing? Yeah, yeah. But we were allowed to celebrate fall festival, which was just like Halloween, only at church and in the basement of the church. And there was still candy and you could dress up, but not like nothing R-rated or mm-hmm. nothing really, nothing from nothing scandalous in mm-hmm. any way or... So someone came in and taught you about Fall Festival. No, they came in and like we had people come in and tell us about Halloween because we know about gotcha. Fall Festival. Okay, now because I was confused for a second. No, we were just trying to figure out like we put the Christ back in Halloween, <laughs> and we wanted to learn what Halloween was really about. Gotcha. We do stuff like that, like, but some of it is just some like some of it is real and some of it is mm-hmm. sketches, and we have a guy come in and we have a tech knowledge segment. The guy's name is Tech Knowledge. And he tells us about the latest gadgets. And some of them are real and some of them aren't. But we don't even know. It's fun. It's like some of it's it, real. And does some this of it drop like, once know. a week? It. We make the live ones right now. We make the live ones once a month. Okay. And then we do one. Me and my brother do one weekly. Except there was like right now. Like by the time this this comes away. People, yeah. By the time people there, are hearing me say tons this. Of episodes. We'll be back on track. But I was out of town for a lot in the last like five weeks, and you, we couldn't really make any. Is your brother a funny guy? Yeah, he, and I, like I'm thrilled that he's finally has a microphone. He has. You're giving him a, an outlet for his creativity. Yeah, I might have made a monster. Like I'm gonna end up being Dennis Regan, <laughs> or uh, maybe you're Bill Kinison. Oh, great! That's worse. <laughs> no, that's why I said it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I could and, be Bill Kinison. Where are you? Where are you at on Twitter? Jeff Tate 96. Jeff Tate 96. And 96 for why? Uh, class of 96. Class of 96. And um, Kyle, you are at Kyle Dotson Funny. Mm-hmm. I am at Pat underscore Francis. And we are at Rock Solid Show. Also go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. Uh, sign up for the Patreon page. Win great prizes. Uh, I assume by the time this airs, I'll still have great prizes to give away. Mm-hmm. If not, I'll give this pin away. I would never give this pin away. Don't give that pin away. Uh, now, my play, Jeff, what do you think? Is this What was this, a nine out of Tate? This was a Tate out of Tate. I mean, Goddamn the right. only thing that keeps it from being the greatest uh, conversation in the history of the world is what is the catalyst behind it. Yeah. And uh, backstrap fever. Yeah, I mean, you really, that was just to keep us keep it in perspective. Yeah, true. Would show you what good like, music is. These are is. what other songs are. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is what this is what you could be listening to. But thank God you're not. Yeah. So it is sad that the reason that we had to do this was, well, we'll just say "Rock and Peace," Tom Petty. Yeah, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, like uh, you know, I had a good time. I like seeing you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and uh, my playout song, and I thought this was uh, apropos. This comes from Wildflowers, and this is Time to Move On. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Kyle. It's time to move on. It's time to get going. What lies ahead, I have no way to know. But under my feet, baby, grass is growing. It's time to move on. Time to get going. 
broken skyline Moving to the airport She's an honest defector Conscientious objector Now her own protector Yeah, broken skyline Which way to love land Which way to something better Which way to forgiveness Which way do I go Under my feet, baby, grass is growing. It's time to move. 